So I guess I'll do this. Are you live? Going live. Yeah. Yeah. July the fourth. May the fourth be with you and all that crap. What? No, that's me, isn't it? <laughs> what is wrong with you? What? It's the fourth. It's close. Yeah, but it's our awesome Independence Day when we kicked your butts. Yeah. Uh-huh. France also. Don't know about. Do don't know about all that shit. Yeah, you just shit. don't want to talk about it because you know you lost. Yeah. Burn. Yeah. America! Oh, yeah! yeah. See, because we can't get into it because I don't have my sound effects. This is terrible. You don't have any sound effects. It's the worst day of my life. (laughs) Well, you know how it is. It doesn't take a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess we should just get going then, should we? And people turn up. Like Chinny. He'll turn up at some point as well. How am I supposed to eat my watermelon when I have to talk to you? I know. Uh, I'm sorry. God. It's not Just your wait. fault. It's Chick's hey, fault. I, I see all those NVIDIA symbols at the bottom of your screen there. I see all that. Okay. Uh, right. Right. I guess we better get going. We're definitely live, aren't we, I guess? Well, I guess we are live because I've seen your screens and stuff. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do this thing, are you ready? Welcome, yo, to the veteran gamers. Stu, Duke, and Chili are the veteran gamers. Playing all the things that they're playing this week. News and things and the other thing. Everybody's got Anna's Chinese Game Breakers. Here comes Duke with a sound bite. Uh, yeah, uh, ah, it's a veteran gamers. It's a veteran gamers. Yeah, boy. Hello and welcome to show 286 of the Veteran Gamers Best Intro Ever podcast. And now there's a plane going overhead and I can barely hear anything. Well, well, we can't hear that, so that's good. Oh, thank God. That's good. We can't hear no no plane going over. Now, some people are going to be on the Twitch stream going, hey, why are we looking at this guy just talking in his blue shirt? Because I typed in the worst day of my life and this is what came up. Because today is the worst day of my life. Well, it is now, yeah. because Duke had kind of forgotten that Chinny wasn't here for the first part of the show, which uh, means he has to stream on Twitch, which means he has no sound effects, and he feels uh, like his arms been... Is that about right? Yes, it's terrible. There you go, you see? Yeah. Shit, shit happens, as they say. Yeah. Shit happens. Uh, but yeah, there is no Chinny here. Uh, should I explain why? He is, he's doing a thing for a good cause. <laughs> so he he's says... He's doing a charity football. I can't imagine Chini playing football. Why though. not? You know, and for the Americans though, that means soccer, not that stupid running around holding a ball thing you lot do. Right. We understand uh, what you yeah. mean when you say football. We've been listening to you yeah, for three hundred episodes. Yeah, whatever, right? So, but it's a bit like have you ever have you ever heard of a player called Peter Crouch? Nope. Right. Oh well, wait, Peter Crouchy, Crouch. Yeah. Right. He's very he's very, very tall. tall. Yeah, I remember Steve tall. Merchant talking about it. Exactly. And he looks all kinds of wrong for playing football. Right. Do you understand what I mean? You look at him and he just doesn't make any sort of sense. You know, he shouldn't be able to score a goal. He shouldn't be able to do much like anything with a football, let alone be a good player. But he is. He's just a good player. Yeah. But I have more of a feeling that Chinny is probably just shit at football. You know what I mean? I could be wrong here. words, man. I know, I could be wrong here, but I'm reckoning he's a bit, I don't know, a bit clumsy looking. Mm. I reckon I reckon he'll like hoof the ball. And just hope it goes somewhere in a decent direction. Yeah. That's that's what I'm Isn't thinking. that what everybody does in football, though? 
No. When you, skill... Well, let me ask you this. How good are you at football? Shit, I'm shit at football. All right, then. People in glass houses, I just... right? <laughs> yeah, I used to get chosen as the goalpost, yeah. let alone like, the goal. Do you know what I mean? It's just like stand there and pretend to be a jumper. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I know what That's what mean. it was like when I played. Yes, I was uh, also not good at football. Yeah, I was I was all right, but oh, I was. Oh, now right. you were all right. No, you were. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably better. I'm probably better than you. I was probably better than you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just never got picked. I never got picked for football. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's like the football talk done. Right. Um, <clears throat> what we should talk about is Wimbledon. That's going on at the moment yeah, over here. You think yeah, there's yeah. anything people want to hear about less? Well, well, because uh, there was a German player called Dustin Brown. Okay. And they posted Justin this up on the Brown, Facebook. Justin Brown, texture like And he knocked out Rafael Nadal, who's like one of the best players, but he knocked him out, right? And he's like ranked over 100 in the world, so he wasn't expected to come anywhere close to winning. Right. Uh, but he knocked him out. Anyway, when he was sat down having a drink, I'm like, hold up a minute. I recognize that wristband he's got going on there. Oh, my you goodness. Know, and uh, anyway, when I paused the TV, because you can do that these days, you know, it's not like old-fashioned days, you yeah. know, where you have to just watch stuff. Uh, so I rewound a little bit and paused the telly, and he had an Evolve wristband on, similar <gasps> to the ones we got when we played the demo. Oh, my God. Which, uh, how cool is that? How cool is that? I mean, I did tweet him with it, but it didn't, like, make any odds. Yeah. It didn't make any odds. Uh, so, yeah, I got, a, I got a Twitter out there with him and said, look, look, look. He's got a wristband on from Evolve. I'm guessing he played the demo. Because I'm guessing they were given out when you played the demo, not necessarily for buying the game or any of that bollocks. So, you know, he might have gone to, which is the one, there's one held in Germany, isn't there? And I wonder if they had he been to Didn't that. did you, you already know, that. sell this game? Yeah. Well, I what are you getting all excited about? Well, it's just cool hey, to that see that guy played that game that I don't like anymore. Plays video games. Uh, but he, someone else had got the tweet in first to Turtle Rock. And they'd retweeted it, and I was like, oh, missed opportunity there. I should have tweeted them first, uh, but I didn't. Because yeah. I wanted to wait till he'd won, he'd won the game, and then I could tweet, you know, cool wristband, you know, guess you played Evolve. Oh, and you played great tennis too, you know what I mean? I thought, you know, bound to get a retweet or no, but nothing. So, you know, I tried. Uh, I understand I tried. that the allure of getting, you know, appreciation from famous people on Twitter is strong. I guess he's not that famous, though. I mean, he's he's more famous now than he was before this if week. If you're getting worked up, then there is a, you know, opportunity missed there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, don't. Um, also, something else very strange happened to me this week. Oh yeah, very strange. Uh, my wife <laughs> and I uh, went to what is classed as the Las Vegas of Great Britain uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, which is otherwise known as Blackpool. Okay. Uh, as a as a tower and everything, you know, and it's a bit of a wannabe Las Vegas, but a lot worse. Yes. Right? And anyway, we went there for you know had a bit of a picnic. It was a nice day, so we drove over to Blackpool to have a bit of a picnic and all that jive. Yeah. Uh, and as we were walking along the sort of the beach, beach, uh, Kay said, "What's that? What's that? They just jumped out of the water." I'm like, what are you talking about? Was it the Loch Ness monster? No, no, something cooler than that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, as we're walking along, and when we looked out to sea, there was a pod of, d- of bottlenose dolphins oh. swimming next to the Oh, coast. my goodness. I know. I'm like, we're in Britain in a cold place up north, and there's bottleneck dolphins. Dude. So, yeah. It was kind of exciting, I must admit. You know, it was kind of Welcome exciting. Welcome to, to global see. warming. Yeah, I know. I know. That's it. I mean, it next was. Next, they'll be walking well, on land. I know. 32 degrees. Yeah, it's, look at that. Jesus Christ, look at the water. It's just disgusting. Um, <laughs> this is where you're you know on holiday, of, yeah? 
No, 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 no. We, we, we live close to Blackpool. We're only about 30 minutes drive from there. Yeah, you chose so, to yeah, go so, here. Yeah, we went for the day. You know, we, <laughs> we only went for a picnic, man. Right. You know, well, it is a pretty scabby place. I mean, there is nothing more depressing than a day in Blackpool in the winter. Yeah, huh? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like a proper ropey place. It's yeah. a proper ropey place. That sounds it's lovely. Like, Let's go. Although, on the screen currently is the biggest mirror ball in the world. Well, it that makes me want to play the Everything But The Girl song, Mirror Ball. Uh, and they have done it up a bit. I mean, in recent years, they've got like uh, they've got what's known as a comedy carpet. You'd appreciate this, Duke. A comedy carpet? What is that? The comedy carpet. Uh, basically, opposite the tower, uh, they've basically like paved this massive area, and then on it are all like very famous comedy quotes from different oh, comedians. Yeah, yeah, you showed me that actually. Yeah, yeah I've shown you that before. That's so that's yeah, that's, that's cool. kind of. That's cool. And then they've got loads of modern art along the coastline now, which you never used to have. So it's, it's kind of a better place than it used to be. I see. But it is still proper, Opie. But the dolphins were cool. Yes. Because, cool you know, I've never seen a dolphin, like, in the wild before. No, you can't say that anymore. I know. The only place I've ever seen them is in, like, a sea life center yeah. or places like that, you know. And now I've seen real-life dolphins. <laughs> real-life dolphins! In the sea. And luckily for the people... Uh, at the Pleasure Beach, no one got sort of maimed or had to have anything amputated oh, for riding the big one. I know. Big sign. Know. It's like blank days since a major amputation. <laughs> know, yeah, yeah. We're safer than Alton Towers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's kind of about it. And I'm sure when Chinny arrives later, we'll get to hear all about his charity football exploits. Right. So that we... But not right uh, now. Not right now. Anything interesting happened for you this week? Um, yeah, a friend of mine that we saw that I hadn't seen in many, many years. We actually went to college together. She did her medical training in the same place I did my grad school. And then she moved up here. We haven't hung out since college. So it's really weird that we've been in the same place, but we just, for whatever reason, haven't hooked up and hang out. So we had her over. We had dinner last night. It was really fun. Oh, that's cool. It's always nice to see people you haven't seen in ages. Yes. So that's always good. It was fun. Right. So I... Yeah, I guess we better get some video, video game. What you been talk. playing? What you been what you playing? playing? So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what have you been up to this week? Do you so, anything what exciting? have I been up to? That's a good question. You'd think I'd get my stuff ready, but nope. All right. So I've been playing Rust, and Rust is awesome. And um, here, where's Rust? Okay, Rust. New Rust. One month ago. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, yeah, so Rust continues to be a lot of fun. Although it's really weird because I'm playing on the CMW server and I got raided last night. I spent, you know, basically three days making a little um, home for myself and then I made another home for myself and then I started to make another tower. All three of them got blown apart and everything stolen from me and just destroyed. So... That's frustrating, and it's it's weird because I was telling Diane about this, and she was like, why are you playing this game when that keeps happening to you? I don't understand the allure, and I was like, I don't know. I can't really explain it other than, you know, it's fun to get started and, and you know, have a little base get made. Now, the other thing... Th- well, well, did you not tell the truth? Did you not say, look, Diane, here's the thing, right? I like to I like build towers that look penises. like penises, ah! and I like to build towers like penises. Right. <laughs> So I also found this other um, server which has like 10 times resource, basically. So 
in, when you normally when you you cut down a you know when you attack a tree you get 20 wood out of it right and then you hit it again you get another 20 wood you know eventually you can get some wood well this server that i found when every time you hit the tree you get like a thousand wood out of it so it's Jesus very right, it's very easy to build up a decent base and you know make guns and all the rest of it so and i should say i've been playing with epic scotsman so shout out to him what what whoop, 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 whoop. and it's I think I really like playing in that. It's uh, there's there's benefits to both because it's more high stakes and more intense when you get attacked in the normal vanilla server, the CMW server, because you know you don't have much, so it's you know stakes are high. Oh God, the pressure's on when you know this an- uh, this person's trying to kill you or whatever it is, or when a, uh, a wolf attacks you or whatever. But yeah. it's it sucks because if you get like when I got raided on the CMW server. It takes forever to build up your base again. You know what I mean? So you. So the, have they actually wrecked your building and everything? Oh yeah. Well, the, the, I built the three houses and they destroyed one. And then what they did in the second one was the one that they found me in. They somehow broke in. I guess they used C4 to blow off a wall or something like that. They took all my stuff. They destroyed what they couldn't steal. And then they um, put a sign up over the. They took everything off of me that I had. They put a sign up over the door, and then they left and closed the wall up that they had blown away. Now, it's possible that they hacked into my home, but I don't really know either way. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt and assume they didn't hack. What that means is when I woke up, I didn't have any way to get out of my home because you can't – you have a rock when you spawn. If you try to take down the sign using just that rock, it'll take forever. So what's the sign do? What's that for? It basically just makes it so I can't access the door. Ah, uh, so what does he say on it? It said, get fucked. And there was a little picture of two people having sex. <laughs> really? Right. So it's the brilliant. kind of person, and it's so depressing that, that, you know, there's so many things you can do in the game. What most people choose to do is murder people, steal things, destroy things, and, you know, torture people. And but it, is that not the way of all these types no, of it's, games? Here's what, the, no, 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 hang on a second. Here's the thing. Look, well... Okay, but that's the way that most people choose to play it. I want everyone to understand that is a choice, okay? It's not some yeah. way of the universe that you have to play as a total asshole when you play these games. So, no, but people choose to play it that way yes. more often than not. Yes. That's what people do. And I think it's sad because I play because I like building and I like, you know, having fun skirmishing with people, you know, out in open spaces. That's fine. I don't raid people. I don't go and what someone spent three days building, I'm going to spend 10 minutes destroying. That's not fun to me. And I think it's sad that that is fun to people. So, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily the act of destroying it that makes it fun for these people. It's doing it and then imagining your reaction when you come back and find it in that way. Well, I don't see the difference. No, well, I don't I don't think they're necessarily destroying it. It's the fun bit. I think the fun bit for them is leaving the little sign for you. Well, and imagine your reaction when you get back and find it that way. That's maybe. I just to... think it's sad that that's what people find entertaining is. Well, we're gonna mess with this person in such a way that they are gonna be furious. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, I've been playing on this other uh, server, like I said, which has epic loot, which is is really nice because if when I get raided and you get raided a lot in this other you know epic loot server. Because it's called the Kingdom of Rust, so that's what I'm referring to when I say Kingdom of Rust. Um, if you get raided, and you so you know it's much easier to get you know 
stones. You still spot. Well, it's much easier yeah. to get. So the, my point is that it's much easier to get C4 basically in this in, in you know, yeah. the Kingdom of Rust. So, but it's it is it's also much easier, yeah, to get your stuff back, which is great because then it's not, you know. You don't feel like you don't have to spend an hour getting your stuff back. You go out, you bash down one tree, you find one rock, you get your, you fix your hole in your wall, you get your furnaces up and going again, you make some boxes to store your stuff, you can make code locks very easily. So I just, I don't know, it takes the stress out of it, I think, in some. Yeah, it's not as big a deal if shit happens. Exactly. So yeah, um, whatever. It's it's kind of weird the way the game has continued to hold you know have its hold on me but i've been playing with epic scotsman and it's so much more fun when you have someone else and because at one point we set up this little house and then these people i i made another little house nearby and then this dude started to attack me in that other house and i was like oh my god help help and then he was like oh i got a problem of my own right now and so i actually teleported to where he was and there were people trying to get into our house and they blew a door off and we tried to you know defend ourselves but it didn't work and they got us but let me i mean let me ask you this though when that's when that's happening and you're actually the in the server and it's not some sneaky doing it while you're away sort of thing is that not kind of exciting oh it's very exciting and and you know it's again it's it's i don't know like i don't again i don't raid so i don't understand the appeal of i mean i guess i sort of do because it's it's the type of thing where it's like ah i'm gonna get these people and they're gonna be sorry they messed with me or whatever but i think it's just interesting that um, that's the psychology of people like coming in and like ah. But again, I don't really mind that much because it is it's exciting, you know. And it's there's nothing, you know. I've tried playing on PVE servers and it's just dull once you get a home. Yeah, and I, I mean that's, that's the trouble with these sorts of games where there's no definite objective to achieve or to do. But that's people have kind of got to make their own fun, haven't they? And that's right. the sort of thing they do. Right, and that's the thing. Diane actually descri- described it as uh, a high-tech version of knocking over someone's sandcastle. It is. <laughs> Which it is. It is exactly that. That's a good that. way to put it. Now, here's the thing. I think that what Rust used to have, you know, because Rust used to have zombies, and I think that the zombies were an interesting element. And I don't mind that they got rid of the zombies. I'm didn't, not bothered. I was going to say, didn't they replace them with burrs or Well, something? right. There were the red bears and the red wolves, and they got rid of those. So there are still animals on the island, but they're much more sparse, and they're mostly non-hostile. There's a bear occasionally now, and there's wolves once in a while, but mostly it's just deer and horses and stuff, and you only kill them really to get resources. What I what I would say is that the the sweet spot, and this is why Seven Days to Die is a really excellent game in some ways, is because PVE is not boring in that game. There is a lot you have to do to keep yourself safe from the zombies, and you don't get bored just trying to defend yourself. You know what I mean? So with this game, yeah. with Rust, it you know it quickly becomes the type of thing where it's just like, okay, I've got everything I need, I'm done. I've got to say, this guy we're just watching on this uh, YouTube has built a pretty cool house. He's built a very nice house. And I must say, too, this is kind of weird, but it's true. The signs are actually really cool. I really like the signs. I had. So can you be a hand ride, though? You can. Exactly. You get. Basically, they take you into MS Paint. And you can right. do whatever you want on them. People do all sorts of horrible things. There's Nazi, Nazi swastikas all over Rust, and there's penises all over the place and all sorts of things. I actually, on the CMW server, I made – I realized that I had made the before the wipe. There was a, a big update this week, and it was like, oh, my God, landmines are in the game now. And I still haven't seen one, but whatever. Um, and you wonder – why people raid your house <laughs> well, well i'm saying though i called it so when i made the tower before i called it 10 penny tower after fallout 3 eh? Eh? and, yeah, and good, some good, people good. got that reference so they were like hey man you have anything in there hey you called it 10 penny tower that's so cool i was like yeah that guy yeah i'm gonna raid your house anyway yeah, i know right <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, it's got its... Uh, and so Epic Scotsman and I were thinking, you know what, it, it's fun to play with us. Because, yeah, I mean, as you can tell, it looks amazing. I'm just so it does impressed good. by how it good, good the game looks these days. And I get, you know, this... I complained when they restarted the game, you know, to develop it in this way. But I guess I'm really yep. glad they did now because it looks so much better than it used to. And the procedural generated maps means that you never know exactly where you are, although there are online maps where you can find out where you are and where your friends are and stuff like that. So how does that work then? Because if it's procedurally generated, how does someone make a map? Well, that's the thing is that this website, Rust, I don't know what it's exactly called, but it's like rustmaps.io or something like that. I know it ends in IO, so whatever that is. But um, I don't know exactly how it works, but they can't put you on the map. They can just show you here's an overhead view of the island, but they can't say here's where you are. Whereas there are some servers where they make the same map every time and they can pinpoint your position, which is very nice. So do you, so do you have to kind of look for landmarks? So exactly. On the map? There are always, no matter what map you are on, there's always going to be, well, I think always, uh, there's this huge spherical tower or uh, like a tank for water or whatever. There's always, you can see the satellite dish actually right there in the, in the stream. Um, so there's always one of those satellite dishes. There's an airfield and there are a bunch of rad towns. So generally speaking, if you have the map and you you know, can find a landmark. Yeah. You can find your way around and you can tell the person, okay, start at the, you know, um, satellite. Like you did the first time exactly. I ever played right. and I was exactly. trying to find you. Exactly. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff involved having to do with locating each other. So anyway, when I'm playing with Epic Scotsman, we realized, you know what, it would be so cool if everybody came back to Rust now, because, you know, we could go to a PVE server or a very unpopulated server and we could just shoot each other, you know, and like have fun goofing around and not raid each other, but instead just, you know, build stuff and have fun. And I don't know. I remember us having a lot of fun back in the day with Rust. And I think it could oh, be yeah. fun again if people, because we know a lot of people. Even, have I mean, even I played it for quite a yeah, while. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I played quite a few hours in. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm loving Rust still, and I'm really. Um, I'm playing it a lot. It's really kind of unnerving how much I'm playing this game, I think. But I'm just watching this guy sort of raid someone's house now, and he's just like blowing See, I don't know that wall. he is raiding it so much as he is. I, I wonder if that's his place that someone else – I don't know. I can't tell, but whatever. Anyway, that's all I have to say about Rust. Did you have any other questions about it? Uh, no, I don't think so, but it is something I'll probably get back into, but there's another game I'm playing at the moment that I just can't stop playing, so okay. it's it's a, it's a while off, I would have said. Yes. It's a while um, off, so. What else have you been up to, more So, I've been playing Munin, and in fact, I beat it! Yay! So, Munin, I've talked about it before. I won't bore people with a recap, but basically, you have to rotate the world and get to the feathers. And I had said before that they were starting in the later levels to introduce these ways of complicating things in terms of, you know, you'd have fire spawning all over the place, and you had to you know, escape it. And the early levels of the game are everything static. So you don't have to worry about things coming to get you or timing things right, you know? Well, they kept going with that. And they did this other thing later on, which was you, you had, they started combining the elements. So I said that, you know, in the early stages, when you got done with the regular worlds, they would take you to a place where there's water and you had to use the water to manipulate the environment and then float yourself up or whatever. And then, yeah, but I mean, you've got you've got to do that because otherwise it just get boring. See, I don't it? think it has to, to get boring. 
I think there are ways to do variations on a theme, and I like the fact that once I got done with the water levels, I was done with water. And then I moved on to, you know, ice or whatever it was, or, you know, the laser beams that I mentioned last week. So I think that they did a great job in the early stages of just keeping it simple. And I, I, I like simplicity. So that's, you know, maybe that's just a personal preference. So in the final levels, there's all the elements all stuffed into the same levels. And it got kind of frustrating, but I'll tell you, I actually didn't lose heart. Like it didn't, it wasn't the type of thing where I felt like, oh, I'm never going to get this. Instead, it was, you know what, I am, I'm going to get this. And it was frustrating because you'd get six of the seven feathers and then you'd, you know, lose your footing or a laser beam would suddenly appear that you didn't count on and you'd die. Yeah, and you have to do it all, do it all again. But here's the thing yeah. that I realized, you know how to get those first six. So it really wasn't that big a deal. Now, yeah, it's quicker. It, it was quicker. Now, in some cases, it was a pain in the butt because you had to, you know, move the big rolling rock over here to this part of the board and then rotate around so that you can climb up to the upper left and then rotate the rock around to the left and so on and so on and so on. So it was a little annoying in that sense, but I beat it and I felt really happy when I got done. And ultimately, I would say this is a really good puzzle game. It's exactly the kind of puzzle game I love for the most part because it's not stressful or pressurized. Or well, let, me, let me ask you this, right? Because you've obviously said a couple of times you beat it. Is that how you always describe finishing a game? Because I always say I finished a game and I, I very rarely say I beat a game. I think with puzzle games, for me, I think of it as beating them rather than just finishing them. But I don't know. I suppose you could say finishing. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people say beat a game because they see it as a challenge, I guess. Yeah. Whereas I kind of think, especially with more story-driven games, I always say I finished it rather right, than I beat right. it. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's it. six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. Um, just going back to, you know, you're saying introducing new mechanics and you didn't like, you know, they could have stayed as they were. But, you know, even if you take a game like Portal 2, they added in the gels and all that well, sort of well, stuff. Well, let me, let me clarify. Hang on a second. Let me clarify. I don't have a problem with them introducing new mechanics. I have a problem with them layering mechanics on top of the mechanics that I just got done with. So you're right that they added the gels, and then, I mean, and eventually they did it with Portal 2, which is, you know, you, you played with the blue gel and you bounced around, and then you played with the orange gel and you sped up, and then they had you combining the gels, so you sped up and then yes. you bounced. And that's fine. My problem is when you have, and, and I don't know, and I mean, ultimately, I guess it's inevitable, because it is, there are, you know, interesting things to be done with throwing them all at you at once. But I feel like it can easily become, I think Valve knows to avoid overburdening people with you know, like if they had 10 different gels you know what i mean that would be a lot to deal with yeah but i guess as well they want to avoid repetition don't they that you're going to get bored doing the same things over and over yeah, again i guess i mean the other thing is that i have a very high tolerance for repetition so generally speaking for me that's not much of a concern but no way you do i know right repetition. it's hard to believe i can't believe it what's up can't duchess yeah. So anyway, I beat Munin, and it's awesome, and I recommend that people check it out. If you like puzzle games, you could do a lot worse than playing this one. So, Yay! Okay. Um, Yay. Right, what's next? Uh, oh yeah, okay, what so this is one, next? what's next is a classic from the PS1. Um, wow. Yeah, this appeared on um, Steam, suddenly, out of nowhere, and I had no idea that it was coming to Steam, and then it just appeared, and I was like, oh! I played the hell out of that back in the day. It was N2O. Nitrous Oxide. Right, Did you ever okay. play this? Nope. Oh my god, I loved this game back in the day. This was this was okay, so it's basically Tempest, except you're going down this like 
I don't know what you would call it, like an insect hole. and It's like a tunnel, a never-ending tunnel, and you have to zoom around in your little spaceship that hugs the walls, and you kill bugs, and it's got music okay. from the Crystal Method. It's basically their first uh, album, Vegas. Do you know what's kind of funny is, I'm just looking at this now, I don't think I've ever heard of Fox uh, publishing a game before. That must have been something they did back in the day there for a bit. There you go, back in the day. Fox Interactive. Yeah. There you go. Who'd have known? Yeah. But by the way, we have 13 people in the chat now. Whoa, whoa. Welcome, everyone. I know, yeah. Hello, people. Hello, people. So, Live listeners. Yeah. yeah, so this game is awesome. It brought back so many memories. It's it's still fun. Like, it still works uh, very well. I see, yeah. It does, I mean, it looks like Tempest, but a bit better looking. It's, a, it's better looking. I mean, it's you know, the graphics are more sophisticated. Now, it's a PS1 game, so it's not, you know, by today's standards, it's not that great. But it's still fun. Like, that's the thing about it. It's like $1.50 on Steam, and it's well worth a play, especially because, like I said, the music by the Crystal Method works beautifully with it. And my friends and I used to play the hell out of this back in the day. So, yeah, it's uh, if you ever played this, uh, anyone in the chat ever play? Uh, it's it's kind of like if Wipeout and Tempest had a baby. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And it's funny because Wipeout actually was the other game that did such a great job of combining music and gameplay. Because, you know, the music on that, Wipeout 2097, that was just amazing. I love that soundtrack. So uh, Did this, it, did really this well come too. before or after uh, Wipeout? I'm you know? pretty sure this was before. Right. But That's cool. I, I don't know if it was before the first ones. I'm, I think it was before 2097, but I don't know. And you get power up. It, remi- it reminds me, by the way, this. Um, I got um, d- totally ungaming related, but music related. Yeah. Uh, I d- I've got SoundCloud on my uh, Kodi player, XBMC player. Mm-hmm. And it has a fantastic visualizer. I'm well impressed with it. Well, all right. Um, you know, when you're playing some cool beaty music and it, the visualizer in the background is excellent. You know, you remember the, what the one was like on the Xbox 360? Oh, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, no, it didn't. The visualizer was really good on 360. 360? Yeah, the Xbox 360 visualizer when you play music. Well, now I have to look this it up. Was, it was, it was um, designed by the guy who made Tempest, you know, the oh. Jeff Minter. Maybe I don't, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, Jeff Minter made it. Um, did the visualizer yeah. on the 360, and it was a really good-looking, cool thing. If you were playing music, it was like That's you know, not that great. It was great back then because I never, you know, you didn't get stuff like that, did you? Uh, you know, yeah, was... you did. Well, we had it on the Mac since day dot. Uh, on the Mac. I'm How many saying. people had a Mac? How many people hey, really? Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, for us, hey, this is on, special, man. and I hate it. Well, it was good. It was good at the time. It's just, mm, I wasn't impressed. Anyway, the one on SoundCloud, though, is way better. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to look up and see if I agree with you. Yeah, but SoundCloud SoundCloud Visualizer. You could have had a right good rave, I was thinking, when I had it on there. You know, SoundCloud comments. Is this it? I was, I was, uh, I have no idea. I was playing the the Frankie Knuckles um, 2012 New Year's Eve. Bless his cotton socks. God rest his soul. I don't think this is Um, it. I don't know what that. But yeah, it's it's sort of SoundCloud visualizer from the XBM. Oh no, that looks like it. Second one down does look like it. Really? Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. So wait, this thing? I don't know. It could be it. It looks I like a know. weather it's pattern. Looked... Is that it? No, it definitely didn't look like that. All right. It's that sort of color. It was like crazy looking. Anyway, Lord. Uh, totally an aside, but yeah, right. very cool. If you got you got XBMC or Cody. Uh, download the SoundCloud app. It's got a cool vi- visualizer on there. Yes. Well, so, yeah, that's the definitely next not game it. I'm going to talk about <laughs> is uh, called Ronin. 
And, oh, Ronin, Ronin. I've heard of that. Yeah. Ronin is a new game which was published by Devolver, which we all know is a really good game developer. You know, they, they do good work involving um, 8-bit, you know, or like retro-style gameplay. Can I just pause just for a second because people are saying, it's Chinny here. Yeah, just to let people know who've come into the chat a bit later. Uh, we Chini, we fired Chinny. He's no longer on the show. We yeah. hate him. We got rid of him because he, he didn't turn up on time and Sucks. stuff all the time. So I was like, yeah, screw you, <laughs> man. You're out of you're a real diva like the flower sit. Uh, anyway, no, he is, he is coming. He's doing a charity football match, but we're not sure what time he's going to get here. So he may or may not arrive at all. Right. Uh, so no shut up and listen to us instead. Stop asking yeah. about other people who aren't here. Um, there you go. Anyway. Uh, this reminds me of Gunpoint. Well, that's what I was going to say. This game is basically Gunpoint meets uh, Mark of the Ninja. It's, it's, if right. those two games had a baby, it would be Ronin. However, here's the thing. They describe the gameplay or the combat as turn-based, but it doesn't really work that way because – and maybe I'm just not getting the hang of it, but it feels like I can't tell what I'm exactly I'm supposed to do. And sometimes it'll say – you know, like when you, you can see what the person's doing is – uh, you know, jumping around to dodge the gunfire, and sometimes, and, and when it's a white, what you call it, you know, line, it's clear that you're going to avoid the gunfire. But I would jump and have a white line. I played the demo because there is a demo on Steam, so people should not take my word for this. You know, check it out for yourself. And it would be a white line, but I would still get shot. And I was like, what is up with that? How am I getting shot if I have a white line? I just don't understand. Now, maybe it's because I'm not getting it or whatever, but I just feel like it doesn't – it's – you know, gunpoint is totally smooth. You you know what you're going right. to get. When, and I, yeah. And the same with Mark of the Ninja. Like once I understood how Mark of the Ninja worked, it was totally smooth. And the other thing is in this game, you jump on people in order to stun them as that person just did in the stream. But – as soon as you start getting that, you know, you get the hang of that, they start introducing people that you cannot stun. And there are these, like, super ninjas that take you out. And I was just like, again, it's frustrating because I felt like I understood the game mechanic, and then they took it away, and they gave me something new I had to deal with. And I was just like, and, I, and there's no clear guideline on how to deal with those people. So it was just, ah, it's frustrating to me because I wanted to like yeah, so it. it yeah, it just didn't tell you how to go about doing it. Yeah, and I, I know that's for some people that's part of the fun. They're like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to deal with these you know, hardcore baddies or whatever it is. But I, I'm not. I'm not that type of guy. I don't like that sort of thing in my gameplay. So. You see, I'm, I'm quite excited for his new game coming soon. Uh, Gunpoint, that is Tom Francis, which right. is Heat Signature. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have not. It looks kind of cool. It's kind of obviously, you know, pixel art again. You yeah. know, he's not going anything uh, cool. Yeah. You know, and sort of modern looking, but it's it's like a space pirate game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you've got to hijack other spaceships and nick all the loot without yes. them knowing you've been on and stuff like that. And there's like a radius for each ship and how close you can get, and you have to upgrade your ship so you can cloak it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, cool. Uh, but it looks kind of cool. I, I do like him as a developer. I think he does a really great job of developing games. Yeah. Um, and they do the Crate and Crowbar podcast, which is pretty good if you've uh, if you've never given it a listen. I have not. Um, so that's uh, Tom Francis is one of the hosts on there, and it's always cool to listen. He's a really cool, down to earth guy when he chats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so if you if you want a new gaming podcast to listen to, it's worth a listen. Yeah. 
So, so the yeah. frustrating thing with this game, I, I didn't, you know, and that's the other thing. They have a grappling hook at one point. You saw on the stream, this person had this like dotted line, and it, I, I couldn't figure out how it worked. So I was trying to fiddle with it, and, and you have to use it to smash through windows. And I was just like, so each, so can I just check each time you stop, it pauses, does it? Is it pause the gameplay? Or it's do you... not again. Like I couldn't tell you exactly when it pauses. Sometimes it does according to what I think it ought to do, and sometimes it would just pause in the middle of a jump. And I was just uh, like, I don't uh, get it. I don't. It doesn't feel intuitive the way I wanted it to, and the way I expected it to. So I don't know. It's very probable that I just didn't do it right, and that if I were to try the demo again, maybe I would like it more. But I was not impressed by Ronin. And so I said, you know what, Gunpoint plus Mark of the Ninja, I'll just go back and play Mark of the Ninja again and or play Gunpoint. So I loaded Gunpoint back up, and I've been going through that. And, you know, the reason I was into it, the reason I'm loving Gunpoint again, um, I never really played much of it. I I bought it, and I really liked the demo. But I... um, See, this person's going to try to grapple to a wall in order to swing, and maybe they're going to know how to do it. But see, I couldn't – whatever. I just don't have the – and again, I feel like it's sort of a dexterity thing because you have to time it right. So whatever. Anyway, my point is that with Gunpoint, you can do a mission, and once you get done with that mission, you know, you have that sense of accomplishment, and you can stop and leave the game. And that's the same thing I felt – you know, I loved Munin because I could do a, I could do a, a, a screen – get the feathers, finish that level, and then leave the game. And it's that thing yeah. of, you know, yeah, getting that nice feeling of satisfaction. And um, I wanted that in Ronin, but I didn't get it. So instead, I've been doing it with um, Gunpoint. And yeah, and one of the good things for me about Gunpoint is the writing as well. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. And it's a good story. And so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing Gunpoint, and that's been good. And what else? One more game. Yeah, there's another game that I played that I haven't been blown away with, but it does look good. So let me load it up, and it's called Oceanhorn, Monster of Uncharted Seas. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's... Okay, so you remember, I think it was last week, I talked about that game that was called Hardland or whatever, which is just out. Yes. Yeah, and it's not much of a game yet. Well, this game is sort of like if that game were done. Um, so where do, where do you hear about this? How have you come across I it? I think this just sh- I think it was a Steam recommended for you. You know, Steam puts up like oh, right, okay. based on stuff you play. So it works. It does work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, sort of because I got it and the reviews are all very positive. And you see, this is an iOS version you've got on here, I know, so I'm right? guessing it's out on. Oh, I guess yeah. so. And it's the type of game where a lot of people compared it to Zelda which is fine, but I'm not loving it. It feels like, you know, it's it's unclear. You know, at one point the dude, okay, so I don't even know what the story is, but you're on this island and you find this person who's helping you figure out where your dad went or whatever. And at one point he goes, go back to your watch and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And then he just, that was the end of that conversation. You could talk to him again, but it would lead to the same discussion. And it was like, what does that mean, go back to your watch? Does that mean I'm supposed to go? And, you know, there's a mini map with, you know, like red dots where the monsters are and then like blue arrows in certain places. So I went to a blue arrow and that's just a little ladder that leads down into a cave or whatever. So I went down into the cave and it was a little puzzle area. And then I emerged into this other area and there were more monsters to kill. But there wasn't any like way to advance time you know what i mean like it was clear i was supposed to go somewhere and do something and then it would advance time and i would talk to the guy the next morning 
eventually right. I realized that the little tent that I had set up at the top of the cliff or whatever, where I had started out, that was my watch post or whatever. So I was supposed to go back there and then go to bed and then that would advance time and then the next day. So I was, it, it, that's emblematic of the way that this game doesn't really, it, again, it's not intuitive in terms of what you're supposed to do. Right. So okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm spoiled from games where there's like, you know, floating quest markers like go here, do this. But I felt like it, you know, it looks cute. It's adorable. The combat is OK. It's not great, but it's cute and fun. Um, but I'm not blown away and I don't know that I'll finish it. So or even go back to it by the look of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I installed Kingdoms of Amalur again because I was like, I kind of want, you know, because when I played Hardland, I was like, ooh, now that's got me in the mood for a third-person action RPG. And, you know, Kingdoms of Amalur is the gold standard for that sort of thing. But no, okay. I, I don't know. I've already played that game, and, you know, I kind of wanted something new, and I hoped that Oceanhorn would be it, and it might be. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, when I've got the gold standard over here, and then I've got this other sort of, you know, not nearly as good thing, it's like why I keep going back to Skyrim. It's like... Eh. Why eat hamburger when you yeah. can have steak? As Homer says. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And you can have a Philly steak, man. That's exactly. what you want. So that's what I've been exactly. playing. The well, end. Not, not you being a vegetarian and all. Right. So what would be the equivalent of a Philly steak in vegetarian terms then? Um. Well, there's a really good restaurant in New York City called Red Bamboo, which has and the Duchess is making a victory fist. Uh, it's got very good uh, fake meat stuff, so that would probably be. Fake meat, that's what you want. It's good. There's <laughs> I want really pretend meat. Give me some, I don't want to eat sort of meat, but I want pretend meat. Give me some more pretend meat. <laughs> yes. So what did he make? Is it is it tofu or is it, what is he oh, made out of? Textured vegetable protein. Some All right, okay. taste a lot like hamburgers. And, you know, there's fake chicken burgers. They got chicken wings and they got chicken, you know, they got hot dogs and all sorts. I mean, I don't think they have hot dogs. So how, how long have you actually been a vegetarian for? Since I was 15 years old, so. Oh, so pretty young. Pretty yes, young. for a long time. Yeah. There you go. There yep. You go. All right, so what have you been playing? Uh, I've only played two games, oh, really. Oh, my goodness. I know, I know. And it really is because one of them is so good. Ooh. I just cannot stop Still playing it. I really can. Yeah, I just can't stop playing it, man. I mean, I completed another really meaty quest today, and it's probably been my favorite quest so far. Yeah. Uh, but you just you you can't begin to realize the scope of the game until you play it because there's um I'm at the Skelliger Islands now, yeah. so I'm I'm sort of level twenty now, so I'm I'm fairly leveling up pretty quick now. Um, and yeah, I'm at the Skelliger Islands, and the, again, it's just another enormous area. Yeah. You just I've I've put a well the, the original link is still there, but it doesn't matter. I don't suppose. Nope. Uh, oh yeah, but it's the sex scene, isn't it? Ha <laughs> ha. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I'm at the Skelliger Islands. I've just done the like it's called the King's Gambit quest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had like four or five small subquests within the main quest, and it just took me probably just to complete that one quest line, which isn't even part of the main storyline. So it's like a side quest. Yeah. I reckon on sort of going on six or seven hours Damn. just to do that one quest. Damn. Um, and it never got boring. It was just such a great quest, and it was really interesting, and there were some really dodgy decisions I had to make along the way. And like all things in Witcher 3, you never really know whether you've made the right or wrong decision until the, till the final outcome. Right. Uh, because he does have... I mean, I, I don't think there's any massive changes, but, you know, there are a sort of 
bad or worse outcome is how I would describe it. Right. I, I, I very rarely think there's a good outcome in most of these things. Yeah. Because <laughs> even when you've eaten, maybe got the good outcome, there are some grey areas where you wonder whether it was the best thing to happen. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. You know what and I mean, I, I respect that. I just feel like I... And this comes back to Game of Thrones and stuff. Like, I, 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 I don't see the world in that gloomy, like, oh, there's only horrible and more horrible options to choose from. Like, I, I like stories where, you know, we can make things better because I think that's true in the real world. Well, I mean, to be fair, the outcome of the the whole quest, I actually thought was, was quite positive. And the person who ended up being the new person on the throne was in my opinion the right person to be there yeah so i was i was kind of happy i i actually cheered a little bit away yay i'm glad that, yeah. that happened well that's good now Which let me is... ask you this because i don't think i noticed this before all these like names over people's heads in the stream is that standard for the game or is that like this i i assume you can turn it off i've never bothered but that just ha- it even says stuff like hen goose oh, that's weird i would get annoyed by yeah that. Yeah, I've never got around to it because I'm assuming it's connected to the subtitles yeah. uh, being on, but I've just never bothered turning them off, to be honest. it doesn't. You, you just get used to it being there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I've got to say, it, this game does a, a grand job of rewarding you when you do hefty quests. Nice. Uh, because at the end of this one, I got a really cool silver sword. Oh, yeah. Uh, I which... don't think you need a silver sword for The Witcher. Exactly, which was only just marginally better than the one that I had equipped, which is which was good in one way, but sort of bad in another because I was expecting to get because at least I could use it because sometimes I mean I've still got a silver sword that I made that's level twenty seven, so I've still got to level up seven more times before I can even use it. Yeah, uh, and it's not that I mean now I've got to a point where the sword I'm using isn't that much weaker. Um. And the other thing with The Witcher, what you've got to be a little bit more careful of, you know, compared to other games, is it's not just about the main attacking stats of the sword that you've got to take into account. Because yeah. each sword has obviously traits as well that'll sort of have percentage increases on other stuff. So even so though like it what? may do uh, like burning damage or resistance to or causes bleeding. See, that's fine. Or... And I mean, that's kind of standard stuff for fantasy yeah. games these days. But again, like. Part of me just likes a simple mechanic where it's like... Is this better than that one? Exactly. Especially yeah. when, if, if it's like, oh, you know, slime monsters are especially vulnerable to fire, but, you know, skeletons are susceptible to bash damage, and snakes are susceptible to bleeding damage. I'm just like, I don't want to have to try to figure out which weapon to use with which monster. Like, give me a... No, I mean, you get you get some of that. Obviously, it, you know, it's a little bit simpler than that in The Witcher, but you get like a, like a glossary of all the animals, so yeah. you can go in there and look, and it'll tell you what the weaknesses yeah, are. Yeah, I know, and that's fine, and that's helpful, but so, I don't want to even have to deal with it. I just want a good sword that I can use against everything, you know what I mean? Like, And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know it's not like some swords are useless, although... I remember that that was true when I didn't have my silver sword. But, <laughs> yeah, it can be. But that's what killed Final Fantasy for me because it got to a point where it was like there were certain monsters you couldn't do anything against them unless you had like armor break and then you know poison break and then this break and that break. Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, break. give me a break. Thing, ah. The interesting thing about The Witcher Three, it, it has simplified a lot of that stuff in so much as you, you know, even if you attack an animal with the wrong sword. Yeah. 
it'll still do damage. It just don't, won't do as much right, damage. Right. And that's what I mean. You know, to be fair, that's kind of what I found on The Witcher Two when I had it on easy. But I just worry that you know, in the quest again, like I think there's so many people who have the attitude of, well, it's going to get boring if it's the same thing. It's going to get boring, and so therefore they add you know, meaningless complexity as a substitute for making a more interesting story or whatever. And I assume that's yeah. not what's going on here, but I just know that's, that's a temptation not. for a lot of game makers. So definitely not. And I think, I think like I say, the cool, well, the, what's the coolest thing about the Witcher three and it continues to be this, whenever you start a quest, you're never really quite sure where the hell you're going to end up or what you're going to have to do along the way. Mm-hmm. And each time it surprises you or throws something new at you that you hadn't seen coming. That's cool. And I think that what that's what makes this such an amazing game. And it, I mean, graphically it looks amazing. Mechanically, it works really, really well. You know what's funny about this? It's I'm it's probably going to play this before I play Dragon Age and Quigwig, because this is on Steam and Dragon Age is not. And this will probably get yep. cheap much quicker. And the and it's, it is a massive open world. Well, you know I mean, you're talking. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, compared to Dragon, Dragon Age, Age. I'm, you know, I know Dragon Age. Like, I know I'm going to love it because it's Dragon Age. Yeah. I love the Dragon Age series. But what I'm saying is, compared to Dragon Age, this is more like Skyrim as far oh, as yeah. open worlds sure, go. Sure, sure, and I like that. But you know, and there's something around every corner. You know, you'll just come across a random place or a random bandit camp, or yeah. you know, even like for the first time today. I mean, I've been playing That's, the game for yeah. probably probably sixty or seventy hours. Yeah. Right, so I've been playing this game for a long time. And uh, even playing today, uh, I used the boat like in the sea for the first time. I've just kind of swam everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. When I've had to cross some water, I've just swam across it. And I'm like, oh, that's how you use a boat. Never figured it out until today. And you have to go to the stern and sit down yeah. in the boat. And I'm like, oh, that's a boat. So now I'm like, you know, and then the sort of the sirens in the in the sea and stuff, and they come and cling onto the edge of the ship and Are damage it and stuff. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah, nice. they do make some noise and stuff. Yeah, um, cool. But it is it is cool. It's just so cool. It is cool, and you get you get like smugglers' caches. So you'll be like just saying there'll be a random question mark. You'll go to it, and there'll be some like barrels with chests hanging off them, and you'll go down and you'll find some cool weapons or yeah. you know supplies or stuff in them. So there's always something to be found. So I don't know, Duke. I just can't recommend this enough to you because I think you'd really really like I'm this. Sure, game. I will. You know, I really do think you would. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So, there's that. And then the only other thing I've played this week is Portal Stories Mel. Oh, I haven't even gotten this. I need to. Yeah. So, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and download this thing and give it a whirl. But I don't want you know, to show full playthrough because I don't want to get spoilers. No, no. I mean, the beginning doesn't really give too much away, well, I'll to just be play honest. the trailer over and over again. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's F-R-E-E free. Yeah, I know, right? This yeah, and the other one was the, the mod for Skyrim. The, there's a huge f- mod for Skyrim that I never played, and I want to play that because that's free too. Yeah. Okay. And there was thingy thinking with portals as well. There was that one, wasn't there? Yeah, that, that was... Wait, wasn't that the one where you sort of clone yourself or whatever? Yeah, something yeah, like that, wasn't wasn't that one. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about this is, though, I love the setup. Yeah. It it sets it up very, very like Half-Life 2. Nice. So you kind of arrive on a train, yeah. you know, to the testing facility, and then, you you know, you're told to just... Basically, it's it's, it's a cool cool beginning. I've got to say, they did a really good job at the start of the game. Good. Um, and he's got Cave Johnson, or a, a, a someone trying to sound like Cave oh, Johnson. Nice. Um But he's good. He's, he's a pretty good voice actor, actually. I was quite impressed. Nice. I was quite impressed. It's got cutscenes. Yeah. It's just, I mean, if you didn't know it was a mod, yeah. you'd kind of think you were just playing 
the get like a game or right, a part right. of the, the proper game dlc or something yeah yeah cool. it's it's really really well done um the only thing i would say so far the puzzles are particularly tricky mm. you know yeah, yeah. I, I got to, yeah that's see that's the thing like it's 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 not easy but it's doable to reproduce the visual you know awesomeness of portal but to to really strike that balance of fun versus challenging, I think is a lot harder. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the either the third or fourth puzzle chamber, I guess. I mean, they've, they're not they've not done it like chambers, which is interesting as well. They've kind of done it just interlinking areas and rooms and stuff, so you get puzzles to complete. Right. You know, in well, I mean, that's what true in, about some parts of Portal yeah. Two as in, in yeah. general. And I think that's where this has got its inspiration from. You know, is obviously the Cave Johnson levels of Portal 2. Right. You know, and that's what it's kind of done. Um, and it's all old-fashioned, you know, the, the obviously companion cubes are just like boxes that he's put together himself. He's got staples on and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I really, really like it. I can, you know, totally recommend it. If you've got Portal 2 on PC, oh, yeah. uh, you have no excuse not to go and download this. I cause have it's, no excuse. It's free. So you did you finish you? it? No, I did I, bollocks. Okay. Um I think I'm quite away off the end. Uh, I did go and have a look sort of on YouTube just to see how long the playthroughs were. Yeah, I think it looks like two hours from the one I... Yeah, it's about two and a half, three hours. And some of them will probably be speed runs as well, be people who just flying through all the puzzles knowing exactly what to do. Yep. but yeah, definitely give it a whirl. Cool. It's it's good so far. So yeah, voice acting's good, story seems cool. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's a worthy kind of sequel, but not. Yeah. (laughs) That's the easiest way of putting it. Uh, but the voice acting is really, really good. So they've done a, a pretty good job all around. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, that's the only other thing I've been playing. I haven't really played anything else. I dabbled a very little bit in um, the Borderlands Telltale game. Uh-huh. Uh, but not really enough to talk about it, I wouldn't have said. All right. No, really. That means it's time so. for the news. It is. I know. Yeah, I was waiting. Then. How funny is that? <laughs> yeah. Waiting for the jingle that doesn't come because no Duke's jingles, not here and diva. Duke's got no jingle, jingle all jingle, the way. Jingle, Um, yeah. The f- the first thing I've got to I'm going to start with tonight is uh, I was a little bit mean to Millie. <gasps> I was a little bit mean to Millie. Uh, if you just want to, there's a little link in there called Allison Road. Oh yeah. If you want to just click on that. Okay. Uh, oh, you're seeing behind the curtain, there. people. Look, you can, links. You can, I know, yeah. Okay, where? You can put up, uh, put up that link, and I'll then. I know, yeah. Then I'll. T- yeah, it's in the news. There's a little link in the news for it. Uh. uh Allison Road. Yeah. I don't see. So you going? Oh, Allison Road, spiritual successor to PT. Okay. Yeah. So you made so her basically, watch something. I did make. <laughs> I did make her watch something, right? Um. Yeah, basically, it's it's kind of a walking simulator game that looks a bit like Gone Home. Uh-huh. Except it's got uh, monsters it, and demons and eat your face. Well, not really. It's, it's a little bit more like PT in that regard. It's a, it's a little bit more creepy. Um, the one thing I will say about it is that it, it looks incredible. It does look very nice. I mean, graphically, it's you'd be hard. I mean, when, from the first bit... You'd be hard to hard push to say it was a video game to begin with. I don't know about that. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's clean. It's very clean looking. It's clean. Um, that's part of the problem because real life isn't that clean. Yeah, maybe. What's What's weird about it though is I'm I'm convinced this 
I'm convinced this is a British house. Okay. Well, because I've I've not seen many American houses that look like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's sort of stuff in the in the rooms that would suggest it was a British house, like books. Now, oh, zing! You're all a bunch of nerds. But what's quite funny about it is the voice actor's an American. Ah. Uh-huh. Which is kind of a, it's a bit like know you Americans know, but, living in the UK. You know, I know. Well, there's no explanation as to why it's an American in what looks very much like a British house. <laughs> uh, what's What's funny though is that. It's very much like you know the original sort of um, Silent Hills, where the where the obviously the the main character talks. Yeah. So he says stuff as he's examining things and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's there's quite a lot of that going on in the game with the American voice actor. Interesting. Um, but yeah, when I first put it on, Millie was like, "Oh, this looks boring. <laughs> oh, what's he doing? Oh, it's boring, right? What's he going to do? Boring, right?" And then so by the end, because it is 13 minutes long, so it's quite a long uh, demo. Yeah. Uh, by by the end, of it's building minutes, something. Millie, just wait. <laughs> it does, uh, and it's very, very creepy. Uh-huh. So I should um, skip ahead and let's see the creepiness. Yeah, skip ahead to probably about halfway through. Oh, okay. I've gone to 10 minutes. Yeah, go, yeah ten, 10 minutes might be a bit... Oh, yeah, no, 10 minutes is probably not a bad place to go to, actually. Okay, I'll go back to 10 minutes. That's, yeah, that's before all the all the bad shit goes down. Okay. Um, Boring, skipping but, ahead, skipping ahead. Dishes skip. in the sink. Oh, my God, the dishes! No! Oh, yeah, no, this is Ooh, where it's, it's kind of getting... Oh, it's yeah. dark. Yeah, after the meat cleaver, yeah, that's that's where you need to be. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's it's very, very oh cool, God, though. Oh, my opening. I do, I do like the look uh, of this game. It looks amazing, and uh, like I say, graphically it looks great. I mean, this is very much pre-alpha footage, so yes. you know this is uh, this is before it's going to be anywhere near finished. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully this will come out. I'm not sure if it's a Kickstarter or it's on Greenlight or whatever. Sin death. But yeah, oh yeah, no, that's that's where it goes really bad. Why is yeah, it really bad that it says sin death on the wall? No, no, this is where it gets proper scary. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, and uh, without the music, the soundtrack, we've got to say, is amazing. All right, the well, I'll music provide the music then. <laughs> it doesn't... Oh, God, what's that thing? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, there's a lot... What he does is a lot of obviously when you're in the bathroom, there's someone knocking on the door and all that sort of stuff, and you yeah. can hear stuff banging around over you. And the the sounds were great. Whispers every now and again, I someone will turn whisper. Turn the sound on then. Yeah, well, so oh my god! But people uh, on the stream will hear it. It yeah. sounds like a the, train. The bit where you just said, "Oh, what was that?" Right, yeah. I nearly jumped out my skin because well, yeah. I've been watching it for like ten minutes at that point. So it's sort of been going on for ages. Yeah, don't go outside. Uh, it's going to be even worse outside. What's out there? Millie, I'm the, the very last bit. <laughs> Millie nearly screamed so loud. If anyone in the neighbours would have heard us, I think that the photo was killing her. Well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, it's good. Anyway, I've got to say, you know, watch the whole trailer demo, whatever. It's well, worth I'm a watch. It now. Just. To, yeah, just to give you an idea of what might go on, but it's, all it's on it's on Unreal Engine Four. Uh, obviously, the bit you can see where the light up, so there's girls screaming and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's which, what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out. Where it's all going to be set in this one house, because I, I can only imagine that'd be a very short experience. Oh, dude, look at all the blood dripping down the walls. I know, isn't it cool? It doesn't it look. I know we're saying it looks cool, the blood dripping down walls and stuff, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is. Sign up a good horror game. I mean, you know. Yeah, 
It does look good. So uh, it reminded me, right, when I was a kid, there used to be a, a program on the on British telly called Hammer House of Horrors. I see. And there was there was uh, an episode of that, right, and it gave me nightmares for months. Yes. It, it was called something like The House That Bled. I see. Right, The House That Bled, and there was a little bit in it where uh, there was a, a like a kid's birthday party. Yes. And... Um, Anyway, as the, as the kids saw birthday party going on, the, the pipes above the table broke and blood poured all over the kids and the birthday food and all that sort the of stuff. The house that bled to death, is that what it's called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Hammer house this is what I found. <laughs> Have you found it? Oh, my God. And uh, in, in our kitchen, we at home, we used to have pipes near the ceiling, you know, for water pipes. Yeah. You got scared that it was going to come bleed. Oh, no. This is, a, is this the scene? I is this the scene? I don't even know. Kids are looking is. up. Oh, that is the scene. This is it. Oh, I, oh man. I found Stu's childhood. Oh, no. It's going to traumatize oh, you all over again. I hated this. Um, but, yeah, and I remember, right, and I used to be absolutely terrified. Yeah. And I used to sit there, and, and I used to go in the kitchen, and all the time I was in there, I was just looking just at these pipes. up at the ceiling. <laughs> just in case. Blood came pouring down all over me. Yeah. You know, I've not seen this clip since then. I don't think I've seen this clip since we're about seven or eight years old. And, uh, yeah, or, it's bringing back some memories, I'll tell you. Yeah, you've got a fast something? Yeah, you'll see. You'll bloody see, I tell you. Um, but, yeah. It, Here we it go. Is, it is weird seeing this again. Uh, but it, it shows you how vivid my memory is to remember exactly, yeah, exactly. what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, it's just a pipe. My, I know, I know, but you know, when I was a kid, ah. it was terrifying. And uh, yeah, and that, but our pipe in our kitchen was just like that as well. Oh, That's man. exactly what it looked like. <laughs> and, um, this is like that scene from Monty Python when it was like the salad days. You ever seen Monty Python sketch? No. I'll have to put that up next. Um, but yeah, my <laughs> God, I remember this so vividly. My mum's friend. Uh, was massively into horror films, and we used to watch all sorts of stuff at her house. Uh, And this was one of those things that we watched, and as a six- or seven-year-old, maybe not the best thing to see. Yeah. Well, here comes (laughs) the Salad Days thing from Monty Python, which is a classic. I wouldn't even even go to the toilet on my own or anything for about a month. (laughs) I just see Stu, like, holding it in, like, I don't have to go. I need to go in the woods. It was seriously like that. It was seriously like that. Oh, there you go. Serious. Oh, reminiscing. Reminiscing. There you go. So that's Alison Road. It looks really, really good. For yes. <laughs> one the hell we're talking about now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alison Road, give it a look. Keep an eye out for it. If you want to be like, shit your pants big time, I think it might be pretty bloody good when it comes out. It so might there be. you go. So yeah, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about, uh, what shall we talk about now? It's uh, Minecraft Story Details Review. Oh my God, Minecraft Story. Oh. So, yeah, so basically for anyone who doesn't know, Telltale is making a Minecraft story mode. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just don't know what the point is. I know what the point is, to get money. So, anyway, they've revealed the first new details for Minecraft story mode since the game was announced and a new, brand new teaser trailer. So, if you want to click on that, you can find the trailer for it as well. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, come on. Let's watch the I teaser. I guess we'll watch the teaser trailer. Minecraft story details revealed. Okay. Load in, load in, load in. All right, teaser trailer. Everybody keep on. Lo- oh, you got it. it. Does look like that. 
Um, yeah, so anyway, here we go. Unsurprisingly, Minecraft Story Mode will follow the standard Telltale format. One, nariv- n- 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 one narrative-driven story released across five episodes. Yes. So so gonna... Apart from Game of Thrones, which is six, by the way. That's the only one that differs. Um, turn this down. Yeah. Players will control Jesse, not Steve. Uh, the protagonist of the story on a quest to save the world. Uh, here's a full story description from Mojang. Right, what do you want me to do it in? We've got quotes. So French. Come on. French, okay, we'll do French. I'm not, I'm not too terrible at French. Here we go. I'll just, uh, I'll <clears throat> just get into I character. think we should ask an actual French person if that's true. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, here we go. Uh, players will control protagonist Jesse uh, throughout the season. As portrayed by actor Patton Oswalt. Really? Patton Oswalt? He's awesome. Yeah. Jesse and his group of friends are revered the legendary order of the stun. For adventurers will slay the Ender Dragon. Uh, the <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, the order are the very best at what they do. A warrior. Redstone. I sound Chinese now. Japanese or something. A redstone engineer. A griefer. And Aki. I'm, I am going very Chinese. Yeah, I've got to stop. I don't know what's going on. I know. <laughs> uh, while at Dendercon, uh, Jesse and his friends discover that something is wrong. Uh, something dreadful. Uh, terror is unleashed and they must set out on a journey to find the order of the stone if they are to save the world from oblivion. There you go. Yes. There you go. Uh, so we've got we've got some pretty good voice actors. So, so far confirmed, we've got uh, Patton Oswalt. Who's awesome. Who's in Ratatouille and Word Girl. Uh, Brian Posen. By He's the way, fantastic. yeah, Posen is good. Um, Patton Oswalt, oh my god, he did a movie called The Fan, which you everyone has got to see. It's so good. Right, okay. Yeah. So what's that called again? The Fan. All right, okay. Here, I'll pull up the trailer for it. Go ahead. Pull up the trailer. Uh, Ashley Johnson from The Last of Us Tales of the Borderlands. Uh, Scott Porter, Batman Arkham Knight Speed Racer. Uh, Martha Plimpton, The Goonies, and The Good Wife. Dave Fennoy, obviously, The Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us, and pretty much every other Telltale game that's ever been made, yeah. who incidentally we have uh, interviewed. Uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, man, he's still alive? Apparently. Uh, from The Goonies, of course, and Stand By Me and a plethora of other films from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Billy West from Futurama. Yay, Billy and West is awesome. And Paul Rubens. Oh, man, Pee Wee uh, in the house. Exactly. So, they, I mean, they've got some pretty good voice acting talent going on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good. So, I'm, yeah, so I'm guessing, it, you know what? Up to now, Telltale, since, obviously since The Walking Dead, every game they've made has been pretty good. Yeah. You know, they've still got to have what you class as a failure since then. I mean, they had some stuff prior to that that wasn't brilliant. Well, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to say because they're putting a whole lot of stuff out right now. And I'm I'm always worried that the quality might not be able to sustain itself in terms of the story, but whatever. I'm keeping my mind open. I'm not assuming it's bad or anything. So anyway, carrying on, he said, uh, uh, we've worked very closely with the amazing team at Mojang to ensure the story is a natural fit for Minecraft. World fans already know and love, uh, said Kevin Bruner, CEO and co-founder of Telltale Games. Uh, as Jesse players will steer their own path through the tale of the adventure of survival. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of telltale all the time, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yes. everything will make a difference, but exactly. doesn't well, really we'll see. do that. Yeah. Uh, through telltale's choice-based gameplay and a story spanning from the never to the far lands, the end and beyond, 
And we can't wait for fans to experience this new take on the beloved world of Minecraft. We look forward to so. making the money. I mean, uh, having new adventures <laughs> yeah. for people. We look forward to making a lot of money. I just don't know. I mean, it, there's not a lot of there there in Minecraft. All the, I mean, the, the main thing that's going to be nice for fans is going to be seeing the stuff that we're used, like the enchanting table. Like, oh, I've made that. Whatever. I don't. I mean, art style-wise, it does look pretty good. It looks like Minecraft. It's what you'd expect, I guess. I guess. I just... um, but I'm kind of with you in a way because beyond that, I don't really know what it's gonna kind of bring. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, and it does it, to an extent. Up to now, I think Telltale have chosen franchises and stuff they've done pretty well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think they've chosen great source material. That makes interesting stories. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know. I mean, Borderlands yeah. is a little iffy. I don't know that. I mean, I feel the same way about Borderlands. Like, I never thought of the story of Borderlands as being really all that great. But on the yeah. other hand, you know what? I I was skeptical when Walking Dead showed up, so I shouldn't be cynical, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the phrase is put, "It's not for us." I guess. I guess he's right. Well, yeah, that's probably true. You know, this is probably more, but maybe I was gonna say, yeah, I was just gonna yeah. gonna say that maybe this is the first Telltale game that's more aimed at actual kids. Cause, well, well, let's be honest. Yeah, but I mean, since all right, since The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, sure, totally. Since The Walking Dead, it's the first non-mature game oh, sure. they've made. Sure. I don't think you'll have to choose who lives and dies in Minecraft. I hope. No, but I also feel like it is it is still a bit of a cash in. Oh, sure, of course. It is still a but you know what? It's if it's a cash in, it it could still be a good product. You know, there are a lot of things in history that have been cash ins, but they turned out to be good. Oh yeah, and I don't disagree. I don't I don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad game. Um, I guess I'm with Fraser on this. I don't think it's for us. Yeah. All right. What's next? Um, Yes, Zero Escape Volume Three has been announced. Oh man, I've been looking forward to what the hell is Zero Escape. (laughs) So. So the first two games were nine 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 rooms nine hours nine doors or something. Oh, it was sort this of shit again. It's good. Uh. It's good. <laughs> so, All right, you know what? I want to uh, look at gameplay. What's the first one? Nine uh, the first hours, one was nine, nine rooms nine doors. Nine doors. I think it was. If I'm if I'm right, and if I've got that right, I'm absolutely amazed. Nine persons. Nine hours. Nine doors. I told you I wouldn't have got it right. I was close. Though. I was very close. Right. Um. And it's kind of a cool take on the Saw game. Okay. You know, if Saw was a game, it'd be these two games. Okay. Um, and the second one was called um, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward, I think was the second title that they did, uh, which I'm currently playing on and off on my Vita. I've, I've not been playing it solidly, but I've been playing it on and off. Uh, and they're basically very hard sort of quite brutal in some ways puzzle games so they're kind of a uh, sort of almost like a point and click adventure game right. uh but but with a with a pretty brutal story okay so in for instance in in you know uh zero escape virtues last reward each person has got like a, a wrist watch on like a what looks like a watch all right but if they break any of the rules it injects them with a lethal toxin okay and kind of kills you Okay. Uh, and in both games, I mean, in 999 and in this, people, you know, characters die along the way. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, 999. doesn't look good to me. 
it's Japanese. You know, obviously it is Japanese, and it is very, very good. Shit. It is very, very good. This is um, shit. The twists and turns. There's something like in the original nine nine nine. There was something like about thirteen different endings. Okay. Uh, that you could unlock. Um, but it's it's just very, very cool. They're, they're all great games. Really well written stories as well. I've got to say. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so some and like I say, that the, they are very mature titles. These aren't for kids. Yeah. These aren't for kids. So um, uh, the first time I played this, it was on the 3DS. The 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 sort of the, the game we're looking at now, which is Virtue's Last Reward. I played this uh, on there, but the the puzzles are usually pretty ingenious, you know. So they're very clever. Yeah, like puzzles. when you scribble on the screen with three different colors. That's awesome. No, no, no. That's that. You can write notes. So that's what that's for. Okay. So you can actually write notes. That, I mean, what that person's doing on there isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily <laughs> like what you do in the game. The, yeah, that's not what you do in the game. Uh, but that's just for writing notes, and that comes in very handy for some of the puzzles. You do need to uh, to to write stuff down. Now, interestingly, Antonio's going, you know what's also well-written, Stu, Persona? I've, I've actually I've got a confession uh, regarding Persona. <laughs> regarding Persona. I have purchased Persona for my holidays when I go on holiday. Uh, uh, I know it was it was half price in the sale. It was fifteen quid, so I was like, eh, I guess I'm gonna have to cave. Yeah, you know, because people keep harassing me to get it. So, yeah, I have caved in and I have installed Persona on my Vita. I haven't played any of it yet. Oh yeah, uh, but I've got it on there. He's got um, it. I've got it. So yeah, this is definitely worth playing. And the, the 999, they, they released a version of it on um, the iOS that's just the story without the puzzles. So you still you All still the make of the story with no puzzles. You still make the decisions, so you still have to decide what happens to people, but you just don't have to solve any of the puzzles, so it's a little bit easier. All the well, fun of the game without easier. the game. No, well, it's just a story, I but know, it, they, I know. they work I'm just well. Just you up. Yeah, they do work well just as a story. So um, yeah, give it a whirl. No, I'm give not giving anything a whirl. It's worth a go. Worth a go. I am looking forward to the next uh, episode coming out. So there you go. That's yes. pretty cool. Um, Production of Nintendo's new console, the NX, is potentially coming this year, they're saying. So they're saying production is going to start in October. The NX? The NX console. I, I'm assuming You know, that's it's not the worst be... name for a Nintendo product ever. I do think... I don't think that's necessarily going to be the official name when it releases. Uh, but I also... I, don't, I think they'll stay away from anything with Wii in the title. Well, that's probably for the best. Yeah, I don't think they're going to try and link it in any way, shape, or form to the Wii, and I think that's a, probably be a good move. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, I don't, I think it did a lot of damage calling the Wii U the Wii U. Um, yeah, probably. So, yeah. Uh, but apparently, pilot production on the new system from Foxconn Electronics, your favorite place, Duke. Yeah. Uh, has already been ordered, Ooh. and the initial manufacture is likely to begin in October at the latest, looking towards a, a May or June 2016 release. Uh, or no, sorry, for mass production, a possible launch in July. Day one, Stu's there. Day one. I don't think I will be. I don't think I will be. I mean, I've never bought a Nintendo console on day one. I usually buy them sometime later if they. But you always buy them. Yeah, well, Bayonetta 2 came out on it. <laughs> so all they need to do to get oh. you to buy this NX is to say Bayonetta 3, and you're in. Oh, yeah, I'll be straight oh, in. Yeah. Uh, but let me, let me ask you this, though. You know, because they got it wrong with the Wii U. 
Okay. You know, they got it wrong with the Wii U. It was it was underpowered and a lot of people were saying it was a you know, a three sixty and a half or a PS three right. and a half. Right. And wasn't really the sort of you know, the the a really worthy successor. And it, it sort of mildly challenged the current consoles at the time, but it it wouldn't sort of compete once the new, you know, next generation of consoles being the you know, the PS four and the Xbox One was right. released. What what do you think they, that they're gonna do this time around? I mean, they're, they're keeping the cards very close to their chest because they said they don't want competitors to copy their ideas. You know, you know I so think they, the thing is that Nintendo yeah. has never been known for being a powerhouse machine. Like anything they've made has been more quirky and cute and fun and like kind of lighthearted and not necessarily, you know, an amazing piece of hardware. I mean, even the Wii wasn't a powerful machine; it was just quirky and different. Yeah, but the thing is, here's the thing, though. They've, you know, they've sort of failed with the Wii U. Yeah. Okay. Because in some ways, and I do wonder, they, they, you know, they they didn't they lost third party support very quickly. Right. You know, and they had to rely on first party games, which up to a point Nintendo was always had to do. Right. You know, because they rely on those to sell the consoles and sell the games. But do you think? Having got now the advantage of seeing what Sony and Microsoft have done, that they could take advantage of that and make something more powerful than either of those. I think they or could, think but they probably won't because that's not Nintendo's sort of you know modus operandi shtick. Yeah, their thing is more, you know what? We're going to give people something that you can't get in one of those other consoles, and not just in terms of power, but in terms of I don't know. Stop. So what do you, I mean, what do you think is going to come with? Do you think this thing's going to come with built-in VR? I think oh. this thing's going to come with a built-in chinny! Well, that could be a thing, no, couldn't it? No, you stop talking about Nintendo now. <laughs> what? Because Chinny. Chinny's he's here. Not even, he's not even here yet. Yes, Hello. He is. is he here? Shut up. Ah! <laughs> Uh, look, we, look, he's just come at the right time because he's a Nintendo fanboy. You know, he used to love that thing. I used to be. I used to be. So we're, we're just discussing what what do you think the NX is going to bring that obviously current consoles don't because we were saying they're worried about graphics. people stealing their ideas. So what are they going to get? What are they going to bring? Graphics. What do you? So do you think it's going to be a more powerful system I think, than I think, the uh, graphics will be in three-dimensional? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Three dimensions. Uh, I think they'll have polygons. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. They have like the staff of Polygon working for them. You mean? Yeah. yeah one of, that... You know, yeah. no one's listening to this anyway. So. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's 16 people in the live feed. Yeah, we've got, we've got live listeners. Listen. Should I switch off and let you do it, or do you want to just let me do it for the rest of the thing? No, I might as well left. Yeah. Not long. Not long. Probably about another hour or so, I guess. Uh. So not a lot. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh god! Oh no! Sit through this for another fucking hour. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying, Chini, do you think they're gonna have built-in VR? Do you think that'll come with a headset with it? Uh, no, no, because it's a big thing. You know, they did the 3D, didn't they, with the 3DS? Nintendo are smart, and they'll realise that uh, that VR. We'll just come and go. Well, motion controls came and go. Maybe they will do it. But then, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how done. smart they are. I mean, they had that yeah, but... robot with the NES, and they still came exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. And they've done augmented reality already. We've had that from them. They get them, lucky they? with some of their gimmicks. They do get lucky, don't they? The 3D on the on the DS. There's like this is going to be amazing. 
turn it off. It was, as soon as you get it, it turn it off. Still, <laughs> do you know what though? It was you know regardless of whether it sold the 3ds or that it was still an amazing bit of technology that they'd managed to do that amazing without bit of technology that everyone eventually hated. it worked you know what i mean the it fact worked that it very well worked. and then people hated it it did. it did it was it is impressive that it worked but you're right it, i don't think in the end it, it sold the consoles for them it was the quality of the games um do you think they need third party support for this new nx so do you think they're gonna get that uh i think well it's the timing's all off isn't it so i think uh well, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I mean, if, if, the, if the console was more up to date, if the console was more just as powerful as the ones that are out now, then they probably would get third party support because it's no effort, is it? It's like, it's, how, how big of a deal is it? If it's identical, if the, the, the hardware is identical to the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, what harm is it going to do? Um, yeah, but it also, it also depends on the architecture, doesn't it? And how easy it is to port stuff well, to that's it. That's it, yeah. So, but look, you know, Nintendo will put some weird thing on their console, don't they? they you know, there's like a, like a bell on it or something, and they have to do something different. So they they keep painting themselves into a corner because to to apply their game onto something, they have to like wave their hands around or, you know, have touch controls. It, it's not just like one-to-one compatible, is it? No, definitely not. I mean, I do think they've obviously got some sort of gimmick. There'll be definitely something, won't there? Because it'll be like, you know, that's Nintendo. That's the kind of that's thing they, they do. do. But, but what the new gimmick will be is anyone's guess, I guess. Well, I it guess, wouldn't be a me. gimmick if they told everyone ahead of time. No. And like I say, they're, they're sort of saying that it's so innovative, they don't want anyone else to find out in case you try and copy it. So, you know, they're, they're, they're seeming pretty confident about whatever it is they're doing. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, do you think this will be more of a hybrid plug in your TV but also portable kind of console? Well, it could think be. I think they'll have it at families. So yeah, that could be that could be right. Do you know uh, what I mean? Is that what we're gonna go for? But anyway, I mean the rumour is that it's gonna be releasing next July, so it's not a long time to go if that's the case. Right. That's what they're kind of saying. They're saying that they've, they're already uh, making the prototypes now and they're looking to move into full production, um, ramping up in May, June next year, and then releasing July is what the rumours are. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, out of everything, they need a big first-party title to launch it with. Mario! Yeah, it's got to be... I think they've got to have a Mario game or they've got to have something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, there's got to be something to Donkey go Kong with. Donkey Kong 2015. Yeah, yeah. And we know it's coming. We know that's what they'll do. But I think that was one of the biggest issues with the Wii U. They didn't really have a massive first-party title at launch, did they? It took a while for those to come. So we'll wait and see. So that's kind of that. Do you want to take over, Ginny, or do you want me carrying on? Uh, take over what? What are we doing? We're doing the news. The news. We're in the middle of the news. How are we? We already did the Bleeding House. Yeah. We've done the Bleeding House, Alison Road. Uh, and we've done Nintendo, and we've done Zero Escape. So yeah, we've done weird and shit stories up to you coming. Yeah. So you know what I mean. We did the Minecraft Maybe story mode. Yeah, we've done Minecraft as well. We talked a little bit about that. But everything else is open and fair game. Open. Let her rip. Um, I tell you what's not open. My Google Doc. <laughs> the fact. Uh, by the way, how how did the charity football go? Yeah, it went win? well. We had we had four points. Uh, in our group, yeah, because um, it's, it's a group sort of match. Um, we had four, 
Uh, groups? There were other groups. There was three groups altogether. Yes, and how many points did they have? Lots more. Uh, now let me just say, I did, I did predict at the beginning of the show, right? And you know, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I did predict that you would be a bit shit at football. I'm would okay. Say? I'm, so, I'm saying I'm sort of average. I'm all yeah. right. I've, I've got, I, I get into their heads a lot. Like I say, have you left your oven on? Or when was the last, <laughs> when was the last time you MOT'd your car? And they're like, oh shit, I don't know. And you know, Sorry, what's MOT? Uh, it's, it's when you, you regularly sort of check your car every year. Oh, okay. I like so to get in there. It's roadworthy. I like, to, I like to get in their heads. Remember that girl that you fancied when she was 16? Well, yeah, she's probably with somebody else now, better looking <laughs> than you. You know, just like really just get in there. And then they just get there. depressed and they just sit down. Yeah, that's my aim. No, I'm not I'm not bad. I'm all right. I'm sort of okay at f- throwing my weight around. So, yeah. Because I said you'd be a bit like Peter Crouch because he's a good player, but he looks like he shouldn't be good. Whereas I said, you look like you shouldn't be good and probably won't be. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I definitely looked the part because I looked like sort of, I've got long hair, I've got the band in, you know, people think I'm sort of like. Right, you know, okay. I'm like a, I'm like a footballing Jesus. Uh, so do you, do you sort well, of limber up like before one. the match? So you like stretching and stuff, making people think you're good? I'll give it a lot of mouth, you know what I mean? I'll go, come on lads, right, right, <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no idea. No, and then you just hoof it up the field and hope for the best. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the right way. You know, that helps. Yeah, sometimes in the right net, even. Sometimes the right ball. No. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I always get worried when Duke takes over the stream because there's no. <laughs> I know it's great. You never know what's coming next. It's, it's very unpredictable, I have to say. <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff happen. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so. Right, let's get on to some real news them now, please. Real news, real news. Go for it. Christ. Uh, Jesus the greatest game ever. Uh, greatest game. Red Dead Redemption was made by uh, Rockstar. Rockstar yeah, made that's Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 was inspired by films such as Goodfellas and Godfather. And Godfather and Goodfellas also inspired a game called Mafia. Mafia 1 yeah. was released a long time ago, and I remember playing it on the PC and their weird eyes would pop out. Mafia 2 was released uh, 2010, I think it was, on the 360, PS3, and PC. And Mafia 3 uh, domain has been registered under Take 2. <gasps> so, now, that was always, it was always coming, though, wasn't it? So, I mean, most people say, you know, Domain domain register registrations aren't news, but fuck you, Mafia Three. Okay. Now let me ask you this though, right? Obviously, Mafia what Mafia Two was famous for don't was having it, don't it, don't it. What the... yeah, apart from being an amazing game with great voice acting and, uh-huh. and really cool story, it was almost it was also famous for having the big open world with no side quests to do. I'm fine with that. I'm oh. fine with it, but do you think they'll still do that in the new yeah. one, or do you think they'll yeah. go side questing? Do you know smart. what I mean? I don't know. I GTA no, Five did very well. Yeah, I'm. I I worry. If, if you want to, if you want an open world game with lots of side quests and things to do, there are there are plenty of games out there for you. You know, go have yours. If you want a good story in a mafia world, where can you go? nowhere really not very far so <laughs> you know it's uh it's fine by me is what i'm saying if i want 
an open world game, I'll play an Assassin's Creed or I'll play the new Mad Max or, you know, even Batman. Every every game is open world now. You know, it's just, uh, they're all just copying Pac-Man. That's the true open world game, wasn't it? What? Yeah, I mean, that... <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking Pac-Man was the only game where you could just go anywhere. That was the first open world game, dude. No, it was not. Are you, t- <laughs> you call it Pac-Man linear? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you couldn't. You it's just a, had to go. It's in. literally a corridor game. You, you had, had to go, go there, didn't you? Imagine that. I'm gonna make linear Pac-Man where uh... it's just one corridor and you got the ghost chasing you from behind forever. Well, I mean, it is corridor though, because you go along the corridors. Go open world though. You can yeah, but, from yeah, world. But you've got a choice as, as to which direction you, you go. You got a choice between this corridor and that corridor. Yeah, so we still got a chance. I don't know what the well, hell the world is. GTA. Oh, I could go over there or I could go over there. What, oh, what, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's true. I'm with Jimmy on this. I hate you all. <laughs> um, what was it? That was linear. <laughs> yeah, that was linear. You only had one side of the other. You couldn't go off the, the court, could you? And, and fucking no, talk no you couldn't. Court. Yeah, you couldn't walk out one side and come back in on the other. You know, there's all this stuff that happened in Pac-Man. I, I never thought of it that way till you just said it, Ginny, but you're right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next news story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just go, just quickly going back to Mafia 2 and Mafia 3, hopefully. Yeah, three. Um, yeah I, I'm with you, Ginny. I hope they keep the more story-driven narrative and avoid the open world of every other game that's out there and, and just keep it really focused, really good voice acting and story again. And I think if they do that, it's all you need, isn't it? That's all you need. Right. Uh, so there you go voice actors you know what they're good for what are they good for absolutely nothing say it again not true true. they are good for something they are good for good voice acting obviously Uh, and outing sequels to games that we like oh yeah mind you did we ever really doubt this wasn't going to come at some point Last of Us 2 which I think is quite an ironic name uh, is sort of been pseudo confirmed by None other than Nolan North, who oh was in the God. first one. And he says, uh, uh, I don't know. All right, let's do the story. Voice actor Nolan North casually dropped word of Last of Us sequel during a recent Q&A panel. Quote, for now, last one, North said on video when asked if any other up-and-coming projects for Naughty Dog aside from Uncharted 4. I know they're doing a Last of Us 2, but my character in The Last of Us kind of had an untimely demise. Spoilers. That's funny. That's yeah, but you know, you, you, it's, a, it's a spoiler, but you're going to have to spot Nolan North in The Last of Us and Tobias. That's quite Yeah, hard. I never knew. I yeah. never knew. He does a very different accent in, in The Last of Us. He plays actually one of my, fa- I mean, one of my favorite characters, but not for the reasons. Oh, no, no, just you like him because you hate him. Right? No, you don't like him, but he's a good character. Very well played. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Um, so yeah, oh. so there, there you go. The Last of Us Two is kind of coming but uh, it was always going to come wasn't it I don't think that's any surprise for anyone you know what I mean nope. it's just nope. confirming what everybody else was probably thinking anyway yes so, let's you know, not turn so. this franchise into a cash cow uh, right yeah. uh, Red Bull Destiny oh yeah we all like that don't we uh, DLC connected so, to drinking uh, Red Bull oh. yeah so DLC connected to like a, you, you pull you buy a red bull duke and you pull the ring off and there's a card on the back and then you can put it on the website and download dlc and all this disgusting <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Uh, so destiny is not a stranger to players gaming the system usually that involves harmless stuff like cheesing the uh to, yeah 
cheesing the actual game or maybe pulling out a LAN cable. Uh, but today involves it, it involves energy drinks. Yes, energy drinks, or to be more specific, Red Bull cans. Uh, by now, you probably know that the promotion Bungie is running for Red Bull. Basically, two companies have teamed up to release Red Bull cans packaged with codes that give players new uh, multi-stage mission available via the upcoming Destiny expansion, The Taken King. Players were supposed to redeem these codes on a special Red Bull website. Somehow, people figured out how these codes work. Ha-ha. And how others can compose their very own Red Bull Destiny codes without actually That's having to buy anything. Good. Alarmingly, uh, it's as simple as putting together certain letters and certain numbers together in specific patterns, and it actually works. Well, isn't uh, that the case for anything? You know, really? yeah. If you just type in a whole bunch of numbers, you'll get a Steam code eventually. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. my, my lottery theory. If you pick the right numbers that are going to get called out, you're definitely going to Do you know what's Uh, interesting, though, with these sorts of promotions? Aren't these usually the no-purchase necessary promotions, and if you write to them, they have to send you a code? But I don't know whether that's the same in America. Uh, But in the UK, anyone who runs one of these types of promotions has to put on the packaging no-purchase necessary, and you can write to the company, and they have to send you whatever it is. It's the law in the UK. The law. The law. Um, But I don't know whether that's the same in America. It probably isn't, I guess. I guess. Uh-huh. You have consumer protections. <laughs> did you talk about the brothers? Kind of. Uh, did we talk about what? Sorrow? Sorry? Sorrow? Sorrow. Hey. Sorry. Sorry. Sorrow. Uh, no, we I didn't. I didn't know you knew my secret identity, Stu. <laughs> uh, I know. Sorrow. Actually, that would be a good superhero name for you, Ginny. Um, uh, no, we haven't know, done. You talk about Warner Brothers, no? What about no, him? we didn't. Okay, uh, uh, so this is about the, the, the whole PC debacle, if you don't know, the portal for the PC. Oh, right. Uh, of Arkham Knight. Is terrible. Uh, okay, uh, Batman Arkham Knight publisher Warner Bros. allegedly knew about Rocksteady's latest superhero, Opus, would be How a mess. How could they not know? That's exactly I mean, that's, what I said, though. It's of course they knew. Statement. Because of course they knew. It's, it's the thing with the, it's the formula. But the other thing is, we're talking about a massive publisher like Warner Bros. Do you think they were going oh, this company's making this game, but we're not taking any notice of what they're up to or keeping tabs on them. You know, everything's fine as far as I on know. This, on this link, uh, Duke, there's a... Sorry, on yeah, on this newsletter link, Duke, there's a video of the comparison of the PC version with the console version, so you can put that up on the stream. Oh, you okay. you're doing a bad job? You think I'm stupid? I'm not, I'm not telling you how to do the job, <laughs> but can you do the job? Are you saying, Duke, stupid? So what are you saying? Uh, stupid. Stupid. Uh, Okay, so yeah, um, according to Kotaku report, speaking to a number of sources close to the matter, many of whom were quality assurance testers, quote, it's pretty rich for Warner Brothers to act like they had no idea that the game was in such a horrible state, unquote, said one such tester of the PC port uh, that was so bad that the publisher pulled it from the sale. Uh, quote, it's been like this for months, and all the problems we see now were exactly the same unchanged almost a year ago unquote another tester said quote getting it to work on consoles was impossible for months unquote yet uh our tech experts at digital foundry described the final ps4 game as a quote technical tour de force uh, and noted um it's in its face-off uh, that it was nearly the same on the Xbox One. According to Kotaku sources, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One were harder to work with than Rocksteady Flort. So the roughly 100 QA testers were only 10 
were assigned to the report to the PC port. Uh, another source close to the project says that the bug checking, blah, 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 it's fucked on the PC. Yeah. I mean, so much so, so that, as we know, they've sort of removed it from sale. You can't even buy it now. And Rocksteady and the, the company that was making it are, are sort of, I can't even remember what they were called now. Was it Iron something or something? They did the Origin port for PC. Mm. Uh, but they're busily working together to try and make it playable in some way, shape, or form. I mean, just to put it into perspective, the video we're watching currently has uh, an i7 processor along with a, uh, a GTX 780 Ti. We're talking top-end graphics card along with a super powerful processor. And on low settings, it's only getting about... It's a very... I mean, it's all over the place, the frame rate, as low as 50 up to about 80 which, you know, doesn't sound terrible, but when you're thinking, you know, the type of rig that they're running it on, you know, you should be getting way... I mean, on low settings, it should be over 100 frames on that. You know, so that just puts it into perspective quite how bad it's, it's optimised. You know, it really isn't in a good way. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, some people are even saying you might never be able to sort it out and get it running properly. Uh-oh. So that's, that's how bad it is. They're sort of saying that they're, they're unsure whether they'll ever get it running right. Um, Pretty game, though, so isn't it? They, yeah. Yeah. it look, I mean, it looks great on the PS4, the bit I've played of it. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad they've done what they've done. And I'll tell you what, you know that sort of new Steam refunds policy? Nah. Jesus Christ, I bet it was red hot. <laughs> I bet it was like, money, give me my money back. I bet, I bet, I would imagine. No, hang on, I'm sorry, about, hang on a second. Uh, I hate to interrupt, but on the stream, Batman just drove through a crowd of people. How oh, does, yeah. How does that mix with his, like, moral standards of he's never got, murdering um, people? He's got cushions on the front of his car. He's got <laughs> yeah, cushions. exactly. But to be honest with you, this car, car is really hard to drive. I'll bet. It's not, it's not, I don't like it at all. I mean, some people are like, oh, it's all right, I like it, and I like the tank and all that stuff, but I'm just like, nah. I don't, I'm not impressed. I mean, the, the, I mean, you can see how often he's crashing into stuff. Yeah. You know, whoever's driving this, it's not the easiest thing to control at all. I didn't think. Nope. Um, you know, if they were going to do it, I'd have, I'd have preferred it to be a bit more on rails somehow. You know, <laughs> so it was just like, you know, a bit like the horse in Witcher Three. You just press a button and it just goes along the road to where you need to get to. Yeah. That would have been easier. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've only played a bit of it. Uh, I'm not blown away, but I haven't really given it enough of a chance, so that's not a definitive sort of opinion on it. I'll have to wait and see how it gets going. Yeah. But right, from what next. we can gather, it's broken! Right, ruffle, 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 ruffle. Okay, uh, this is about the last Guardian. Now, Sony has admitted that, Yay. quote, it probably would have been cancelled uh, if people had stopped talking about it. Speaking to the late issue of Edge magazine uh, by a video gamer, SEC Worldwide Studio President um, Shinue Yoshida, there you go, got him, uh, talked about the technical issues the game encountered on the PS3 and the rocky road to transferring it develop, development to the PS4. Quote, it was really, 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 really tough. Thanks for that <laughs> vocabulary book, by the way. Uh, especially because we were not sure if the game could be made, he said. Tech issues aside, the game was still in early development. So we had uh, we had to have a really strong desire to continue the project and rebuild on the PS4. 
And of course, we believed in the vision of Yudasan. Uh, and Yudasan and the core team really wanted to see this game realized, and so did I. Uh, jokes. Having so many people asking us about the game, we finally just went, oh, fucking, it let them eat cake. Uh, <laughs> asked, asked point blank whether or not the game would be cancelled instead of uh, instead of continued. Uh, Yoshida admitted if everyone had stopped talking about it, we probably uh, would have cancelled it. Also, there you go, squeaky wheel gets oh. the grease. Also, Yoshida said, fuck you, you moany little bitches. Yeah. So that's Do you know a very what? I think strange it's most... quote from him. Do you know, I think it's the most interesting thing that he said um, was, you know, it was really, really tough, especially because we weren't sure if the game could even be made. So they showed that trailer back in whenever it was, 2009, 2010, whenever it was at E3. And at that point, had no idea whether they could even make the game. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like, here's a trailer, but we, we probably can't make it, but it looks good. Um, I remember us saying at the time, though, when it was first shown, that trailer, God, that looks amazing. You know, I'd be, be impressed if you can get that to run on a PS3. Well, news people, you probably couldn't, and that's why it never happened. Yes. There you go. So it's just another one of those probably wouldn't have ever worked games that they just wanted to show off and go, look how cool this looks, but it doesn't actually ever going to run. So... So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a combination, isn't it, of fans and the PS4 being available for them. Because without either of those things, they probably couldn't have run it. So there you go. Anyway, like Walter White, uh, Nintendo seem to be just... They just keep getting away with it. I don't know how, uh, but they keep getting away with it. Because Splatoon, a brand new IP, uh, a million sales worldwide, which I suppose sounds good, but, you know, for, for Nintendo isn't great, but... It's not. It's nothing to be snuffed at as well because when have we sold a million of anything? Uh, Never. I sold a million books. So, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh wait, no. I didn't. Um, <laughs> you wish I you sold. I sold a million copies of my mixtape as well. Uh, oh yeah. Cool. Just today, actually. Just today. So uh, I'll get Duke to play a little bit of my mixtape. <laughs> no, no. I've I've actually got a video of my mixtape. Did Did you not know about my mixtape? No. No. Can I send it on Skype? I will send it over. And um, well, you Has know. it got anything cool on it? Has it got anything really cool? It's, it's, you got any it's che- just, have you got any cheesy, cheesy 80s tunes on it's it? It's my own hip-hop version of ah. Sugar Sugar. Oh, oh honey, God. Honey. Oh, God. Um, you know. Oh, God. But it's, it's, no, but I've done it well, though. I've done it well. Okay. Yeah, so you're telling us. So you might need to skip ahead a bit there. Do you know what they say about no, self? Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, here Down. we go. You'll have to turn your volume up. We'll have to listen because yeah. I can't hear anything. So I'll turn it up. Turn it up, Duke. Turn it up loud, man. Shut up. All right. Hey, that's Jughead. Yeah. So here we go. I think we got. I can't hear oh. anything. Oh, oh man! I can very hear it very faintly. Well, this is a disaster. Yeah. So, That's just just a disaster. I can't hear a thing. I can't play audio through my computer. Have you got? Wait a minute. Have we not covered this? Why do you think there's no sound effects here right now? All right, all right, all right. Is it? Is it on Forget Twitch at the, the moment? Is that what's really? just I calm. playing it, dude. I just thought you were playing it on your on your speakers so we could hear it through your microphone. That's all. What speakers? I, I can't play audio. Dude, that's all I can hear. <laughs> uh. 
You've got speakers on your computer, haven't you? Stuart, when I do a podcast, I don't have the yeah. sound of yeah. your voice coming through my speakers, which would then make ah. you go through my microphone again. Oh, You'd have an interesting loop. Do you want me yeah, to stream? Yeah. That might be, well no because you have to you have to then turn off it's fine it's yeah, fine it's it not is, worth it it is the best mixtape look I'll tell you what right listen Even right what we'll do just fine at the end of the show we'll let you take over and then you can play a bit at the end of the show brilliant. how does that sound brilliant let's do that uh, any more news Chitty? because <laughs> this is not the Chinny mixtape show oh uh, <laughs> I'm only on here to promote my new mixtape I know. That's how we feel. Maybe you could splice in something later. You used to edit the show. You used to be able to take sound. I don't, I don't have time, time for that shit anymore. I'm a very busy now man. Now you're screaming at me because I don't have speakers that I can play something through. <laughs> I'm a very oh. busy man. I don't have time for no editing. Uh, have we got, have we got any more news? Is it all bollocks? Um, no, the only other thing I would I would say is the Techland thing is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. I like Techland. I'm really beginning to like Techland a lot. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm really announced everything they're doing. Uh, summer with Dying Light campaign, blah, blah, blah. All right, Techland has announced uh, that it will be running the summer with Dying Light campaign during the weekends of July and August. Throughout the six specific weekends, players will be able to take part in a unique events, starting with the Spider Crane weekend from July the 4th to the 5th. Uh, and this gives players unlimited grappling hook shots and almost no fall damage. Uh, the Haran Marathon will be uh, the following weekend from July the 11th to the 12th. And four unannounced events are scheduled on the 15th and 16th of July, the 15th and 16th of August, and the 22nd and 23rd and 29th and 20, sorry, 30th of August. Uh, Tetland is also... Uh, running a drink for DLC campaign uh, where uh, players must post pictures of themselves drinking water in in order to look unlock future free DLC content. Very good, very funny, it's brilliant. I love Techland. I really do think they are. Mariam. I just think they're playing every card right. You know, recently all the stuff they've done is just you know they're getting the headlines for all the right reasons, and I like that about them. You know, I mean yeah. they got a lot of stick. You know, when Dad Island came out and it wasn't like the trailer, then everyone's expecting it to be and all that sort of stuff. But I think, you know, since it made Dying Light, they've really come on, you know, and the game is game itself is very, very good. Do you know what I mean? So it's worth every accolade it's been getting this year, and, and good luck to them. I, I do appreciate everything they've done so far. And, you know, they give you tons of free DLC, and there's always something going on, like all these free weekends. It's, it's you know, very cool. So, yeah, well done, them. It's nice to see a company that's rewarding its players all the time. Yes. You know, a lot like The Witcher 3. That's what we want. We want, you know, companies to put the player first rather than profits. That's what we want to see. Yes. You know, no and that's what they do. company ever puts players before profits. Well, you know. Apart so, from Apple. Yeah, yeah, apart from Apple. No. Kind of. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, is that it for news? Is there anything else? I is think it? so. That's it. Is that it? Is that it? Very good. Uh, well, we have got one email. Ah, uh, so we... email. Um. So yeah, and it's entitled "Getting G with It." Na 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 na. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, greetings, veteran gamers. Hey, greetings. Hello. 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 Uh, I thought I'd give video games a rest this week. It's been too hot to hold a controller anyway. Yeah. Uh, after hearing on last week's episode about Chini's reluctance to dance during the christening party he attended, 
I got to thinking, what would get the veteran gamers throwing some serious shapes on the dance floor? So, Stu, Chinny and Duke, uh, what are the banging tunes or sick artists that would get you shaking your moneymaker for all to see? So, um, it's yeah, Duke, because, oh, Duke's going, you know, for it. going for it. It's going for it. Hello? Hello? Yeah, go on. Go for it, Duke. Go. Okay. Um, a lot of times at weddings, you know, they'll play the stuff that other people like, which usually is not the stuff that I like. So, you know, they'll play Jump Around. I mean, Jump Around's a good song. I shouldn't really start with that. But, you know, they'll 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 play whatever's popular this week. And I'm usually not into that stuff, Two Chains or whatever it is. Um, but... You know, occasionally they'll play, you know, Gangnam Style is a good song. I'll dance to that or, uh, I don't know, some Run DMC from back in the day maybe. Uh, so, but, so but, let me ask but, but if I'm at a good party and it's like Chemical Brothers and stuff, like, yeah, I'll be totally getting down with that. I was just going to say, because I don't know I don't know whether you strike me as a dancer, you know, a person who, so are you one of these who will get up and, and sort of dance more or less straight away? Um, or do you have to sort of wait a while? Yeah. No, if it's a good song, like, I'm not going to let a good song go to waste. Yeah, very good. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, do you do the dance to the dance floor? Uh, yeah. Ah, there you go. So you do the dancey kind of walking dance as you go no, into the dance not? floor. Do you? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, Chini, what about you? What does it for you? What sort of song gets you up on the dance floor? Then? Well, um, uh, uh, yesterday, right, I uh, planned to go to Stratford with Tara. I'll bear with me, keep with me, right? I'm keeping with you. I'm keeping there. And I thought it would be a nice, relaxing day. You know, Stratford's a lovely place. I don't know if you've been, Stu. I've been on, a, on several occasions. I do like it's, Stratford. It's, it's a very nice place. You know, it's where it Shakespeare very nice. uh, dropped his mixtapes. And It's true. <laughs> um, you know, it's a nice place. And all this stuff, it's got a river and there's things going on. I thought it'd be a nice day. We can chill out. We can be on the grass. Cool. Got there. River Festival. Hundreds and hundreds of people, oh, live music. It wasn't quite the day I was planning for because I, I knew I had football today, so I didn't really want to sort of be dancing till ten o'clock because that's when it finished. But we ended up dancing till ten o'clock, and uh, nice. he played some songs that I uh, liked. Um, one of my one of my favourite songs is uh, uh, "Hold On." Uh, I'm coming by Sam Cooke. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so funk gets me going, you know, yeah. any any funky funk. music, you know, uh, I'm a soul man, all that stuff. That's that's good with me. Yeah. Uh, the clappy hand song, one of the funkiest, sexiest songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, and and then that mixed in with hip hip hop or, uh, yeah. you know, um, yeah, hip hop. You know, so they played uh Lethal Bizzle, Festa. Oh yeah, uh, that was good. So yeah, it is good. But I do, I do drop good. some moves. Oh yeah. You, so what's your dancing style? How would you describe your dancing style, Chinny? Um, it's pretty much the same as the sickest thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone being sick, you mean like someone vomiting? No, it's it's like if you're watching me dance, it's almost like you're being touched by the, the Lord. By Jesus. 
touched yeah. by Jesus himself. No, I, I would say uh, it's it's just <laughs> got sort of kind of you know funky dancing. Uh, funky. I, I, I grew up. I I I can dance like Michael Jackson a bit. I can do a bit of Michael. Jackson. <laughs> oh my god! I've just got an image of you attempting to do the moonwalk now, and, and I can do the moonwalk. Look, Moonwalk's easy. And <laughs> making it look really shit. <laughs> I can do the moonwalk. <laughs> That is very funny. No problem um, anymore. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, for me, the, the sort of tunes that get me up on the dance floor would be uh, the original version of uh, the Source featuring Candy Statton. You've got the love uh, because that's such a great tune, such such a great tune, and also uh, the David Morales version of Space Cowboy by Jamariquai, uh, which is a, a more danced up sort of, you know house version of that tune and it's excellent so there you go those those are the two that would do it for me uh, and my wife my wife likes uh two can play that game by bobby brown okay so there you go that's that's what does it for her uh, yeah you know people have their own taste i guess um but yeah i'm i'm into you know uh big box little box uh, big box little box um Fish and all that crap. Big fish, little fish, cardboard box would be the better way of saying it. Oh, you know, all the old you, house uh, classics. Dance better than you talk. <laughs> then describe <laughs> yeah, it. Really. <laughs> yeah, because that's just not working. Um, and Duke, if you had to describe your dance style, how would you describe it? Um, eh, freestyle, kind of funky, kind of letting loose. Uh, it's funny because back at uh, uni, the people used to like, I don't know, there was this person who would often like dance near me and like, parody the way i was dancing and it was just kind of i don't know like limbs flailing i think that's a good way to put it so actually the you know the little bizzle limbs flailing the fester video actually isn't too fester the the the, the skank skank dance dance. yeah i think that it's kind of like yeah so yeah yeah well that that sounds just brilliant yes um so yeah, I think I think uh, there's a little bit more email, so let's read that. Let's finish off there. Yes. Um, he says I was going to link the above question in with an artist impression, i.e., inside of my head, of Chinny's wedding day if it ever happens. Oh. However, that impression ran to three pages, so I'll just give you some of the main points. It's a Midsummer's Day in 2000 and whatever. Is that is that what you're planning, Chinny? If you get married, yeah, that's a specific. Yeah, wedding? yeah. <laughs> Midsummer's wedding though. You're going summer or winter? Summer probably. Summer, okay. Uh, Duke has jetted in to perform the marriage ceremony uh, after being ordained online as a minister the previous day. Do you yeah, know that could uh, that's fine. I'll be uh, happy with that. that. Saves money. Uh, Duke's duties are threefold though: to perform the ceremony, DJ the evening disco, yeah. and at the end of the evening, drive the happy couple to the airport for the honeymoon flight. <laughs> We've said music. Yeah. Uh, Duke's, uh, Stu's duties are no less important. He has offered as a wedding present to oversee the post-wedding meal and the evening disco buffet. Uh, unfortunately for Stu, after several Gordon Ramsay-style bust-ups with the kitchen staff, he misses the wedding and the evening disco. Yeah. Mm. However, however, uh, Chini does get to say seven words to Stu before he and Tara are whisked away by Duke and on hearing those seven words, Stu has never been happier. Nice sausage rolls, Stu. Nice sausage rolls. 
the last thing Stu hears as Duke puts on his chauffeur's cap at the jaunty angle is, buckle up, boneheads. We're going for a ride of a lifetime. Yeah. I like it. How, how does that describe your wedding, Ginny? Is, is that good? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, I, I quite like the idea of Duke doing the DJing. I think that would be good. Yeah, um, not so much me doing the food, though. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I think you doing the food would be great, actually. I think that would be fantastic. I'm a little distracted. I'll I'll tell the listeners why. Um, <laughs> Duke has now decided to turn our stream into you being framed. Uh, he's just, oh, somebody's just throw up on their own wedding. So that's fantastic. The, I just typed in wedding, and this was the first video that came up. It was like, top wedding fails. Oh, I've seen this one. This is where he slips over and the bride falls into the pool. Brilliant. Um, yes. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think uh, I would love you two to be there, but I think I wouldn't want you working. I think you, I would want you throwing moves. Yeah, that's good. That would be yeah. good. I'll be too busy dancing. That's the beauty of DJing now. You don't have to spend a whole lot of time behind the decks. You just set it up, set the iPod shuffle going, yeah. and you get out there. And... I do wonder what sort of DJs do now, apart from talk <laughs> they, on a microphone and have no it, yeah. one understand what they're saying. Going I remember a friend of mine's dad was a DJ, like a wedding DJ, right? And I, I, and I went to a wedding that he was DJing at, and... I'm going to have to turn this stream off now because this woman's dress has fallen down. Her arse is hanging out. This is very embarrassing. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, so this, uh, this guy, you know, a wedding DJ, they always say the same, don't they? They go, uh, welcome everybody. <laughs> you know, and that sort of thing. <laughs> and, and then, so I had all this, and you go, okay, everybody, it was slow number, slow number. And, and then I, I, I got a drink for the, for the DJ. And I said, oh, you know, John drinks here. And he went, cheers, mate. You know what I mean? Like his voice completely changes. He's like, hey, you. They turn into Chris Tarrant. Nice they go, hey, you. I Mr. Cheers, mate. Thanks for the point, prick. So it's very odd. Wedding DJs. Yeah. You got to have the voice for it. Yeah, half of the time, though, and here's the thing with, with wedding DJs, you can't tell what the hell they're saying. Mm. I mean, I, I go to weddings, you know, occasionally. Not very often, it has to be said, but occasionally. And most of the time, they say stuff. I have no idea what they just said. Yeah. Like, what, what did they just say? What was that even? Was it, when, you know, I went, it, when I went to Marshy's wedding, I, I forced the DJ to play uh, Jay-Z's uh, N-Word in Paris uh, multiple times. Because... Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. Because uh, he, he, he plays it. I said, can you play it again? All right. And he says, no, I can't play it again. He says... Play it again, <laughs> right? So we play it again, <laughs> and then oh no, I'm dying, right? And then oh, oh, it's catching up that football, and then he couldn't play anymore, right? Because the hotel has rule rules about playing loud music, and I said, thing is, I want to hear it again. That's the problem I have. So he played again at a really low volume, but we were still dancing to it. <laughs> it was a, oh, yeah, brilliant. It was good. And anyway, he, he just, uh, by the way, he just finished off saying, I will hopefully be listening to the show live on Twitch on the 5th of July, so I'm expecting all the VG crew to be on top four, man. I don't know, I don't know what his real, uh, what his sort of gaming name is. I know he's real now because it's Derek Sines, uh, but I don't know what he is on Twitch because obviously no one has the real so name on Twitch. It's about the 15th so. of July. It's the why? Day the best deal day. Uh, why, why the 15th of July? I don't know what's what's happening there. 
Why? What? What? Why do you, ask you that, Jenny? Is that yeah, what he said? I'll be listening live on the fifteenth of July. Look, is it? No, fifth of July tonight. Oh, tonight. Yeah, tonight. Oh, listening are we recording live. tonight? Shit! Oh, is it the fifth of July already? What oh my God! Grace, what is going on? <laughs> God help us if anyone's watching this shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is the one and only email that we have. So that's kind of it, yes. I guess. But before we go. Before we Jenny, go, what have you been playing? Yeah, what have you been playing, Judy? That's exactly what I was going to ask him because he weren't I've only been playing still the wedding videos are on our stream. Brilliant. Well, say, um, say, say yeah, the name of the game right. and I'll put it up. Sexy Tomb man, Raider. sexy. Tomb Raider. Okay, thank you. Uh, go on, carry Please. on, Judy. Come on. Stop being distracted. What have you been playing? Don't put the show notes up. My, my picture of my dick is in that. Uh, well, that very tiny pixel. Yeah, it's a very small gif. Uh, yes, I've been playing Tomb Raider still. Um, Tomb Raider is a very good game. I, I I sort of forgot how good it is. I'm doing that thing where you get to a bit and you go, oh, I remember this, and then you get to another bit. I remember this, but I couldn't remember any of it before. Uh, no, I, I think it's great. I think I'm really looking forward to the new one. Um, it, it, I, I, there's a lot of it. It is a very long game, but I feel like I'm just flying through it very quickly. Uh, it's just that whole Metroidvania thing. I think Metroidvania games are sort of one of my favourite genres, I think. Yes. Um, and I've also discovered that I really like uh, third-person games. There. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I just got up a video called... No, that's not right. <laughs> You liar. I'm just thinking now, Fraser, Mo- Fraser Moose, but I'm Derek Sides. Well, he wouldn't he'd know how to spell his own name right, wouldn't he? Ha ha. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah, look, any third person game, I'm, I'm sort of on for, I think. Uh, <laughs> I it's... Sorry, I can't stop laughing Why is at that. that more appealing than first person? <laughs> I don't know. I like third person games, oh, apart from Japanese things. <laughs> but I like seeing the character, I think. So There's you something hate about... Halo then? I hate Halo. I, I, I honestly I remember um, seeing Goldeneye back in the day and thinking I'd prefer it to be third person. Mm, interesting. I feel uh, like I'm coming out. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. We used to uh, know you. But you know, I obviously like first person games and stuff, but yeah. I just love a third person game. I, th- I think it's more cinematic. I feel like I'm sort of acting that role out. Mm. I, I feel like most games are just sort of it's like an acting role, isn't it? Like you sort of just put yourself in that position. Right. Um, and sort of do what you think they would do, and, and I just, and it, it just look, it's so much more dramatic, you know, a, a third person game, you know, the way she reacts to the fire and she's like looking down, and, and I don't know, it just, it just feels like a real cinematic experience, whereas a first person view is sort of everybody just oddly blanks, blanks, looks you out and gives you that dead eye look and right, right. sort of an odd feeling. So. It sounds like he's played Oblivion in the past because that's what all the characters did to you in that game. Well, I'm just thinking Half Life. Everybody just looks at you all the time, and it's strange. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of it then. Unless there's anything else you played, you play anything um, else? No, no, that's that's it. I'm afraid. Yeah, I haven't played a lot. It's been a very nice week this week. So uh, if I haven't been sneezing from hay fever, I've been. Uh, out and about, and work's been busy. So, yeah, not 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 tons of gaming this week. 
I'm just I'm just watching the torture simulator that is Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hundred ways. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> this is true. Is it's that- true. Um, so that's kind of about it then in that case. So we'll do some quick shout outs and we'll get the hell out of shout here. Out. Shout outs. Uh, I'm going to go first tonight for a change. I know. I know. Very rarely ever go first. Uh, I'm going to shout out Chinny the Diva on Twitter because, it, you know, he's been a bit quiet. It's a while since he did anything. The last couple of weeks he's been active again. We we still have not a clue who Chinny the Diva is. I think is. I know who it is. Do you think you know who it is? Yeah. Who do you think it is? I think yeah, well, I thought that, but I'm still not convinced it is. I think it I'm is. still not convinced it is. I think I think it's high Pete. I think, it's but high. I'm not convinced. Uh, but it is it is very clever and very funny usually, and the the odd things yeah. that Chinny the Diva does say are usually pretty. I witty. think it'll be Unla- it'll be a dark day yeah. when Chinny the Diva gets more followers than I have. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. it's true, it's true. Now, incidentally, I'm also going to shout out I Pete. So if it is I Pete who's Chinny the Diva, then he's getting a shout out twice. I guess. Shout, shout out, out. Uh, because he's been busily working on the Android app Yay. for the veteran gamers. And unbeknownst to me, I did go on the Play Store. We've got, I think it's about nine or ten five-star reviews for the veteran gamers app. So people oh, are, yeah. are reviewing it and stuff and using it. So that's cool. Uh, and he's added a load more stuff than Soundboard. Incidentally, Duke, and I'm not sure you're aware of this, Uh-oh. but when you click on the Soundboard part of the app now, it's got you on the plane trying to fasten your seatbelt. I talked about this last week. Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't it's know whether you knew that. Photo. I, didn't I love it. I don't it is a great photo. I used it, but whatever. And my wife said, is that Woody Harrelson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. A lot of people come up to me and they're like, hey, you look like Woody Harrelson. And, she, and I said, no, that's Duke. He does look like a, like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go, Woody Harrelson. That's yeah. that's you, Duke. Yay. Um so yeah, shout out IP for all the hard work he's still putting in. The forums have dropped off a little bit, so we need people to get back on the forums yeah, and stuff. Yeah, people, what are you doing? Yeah. We hate you. I, po- I post every now and again and stuff, try and keep it active, sir. And there are a few people who are doing that. Uh, but we do need more people, so get yourself over, join up on the forums, say hello. Yeah, come on. Uh, and, and chat about games and Put stuff, because that's what it's... Yeah, that's what it's there for. I hate you. Uh, and I think that is kind of it. I don't think there's anything else I need to shout out, so... Yeah, I think that's everything I'm doing, so I'll I'll move over to you, Duke. Yeah, my shout-outs. Uh, who am I shouting out? Epic Scotsman for playing Rust with me and the CMW crew for playing Rust. Y'all are awesome. I love you, except I hate the server because it made me, uh, the people raided me and destroyed my life. But whatever. Um, I'll also shout out Boss Wave for their excellent show number 100. Uh, they had y'all on, which was fun. And it was, uh, yeah, it was cool to hear. Every- it was a lot of people. And it was I, there were certain moments where I felt like people were trying to get heard, and it was hard for everyone to sort of moderate who was talking and what. But whatever, it was a good show, and I thought it would be awesome if the last sentence of the show was, "And that's what I think of Cuphead." Because you know when he was telling the story, like you kept interrupting and you kept going off on tangents. <laughs> yeah. It would have been awesome yeah. if you just did that the whole show, like a Ross Noble uh, performance, and then the last sentence was, "And that's what I think of Cuphead." Yeah, that would have been cool, but I don't think Seth would have thought It would have been very hard joke. to keep that going for a full yeah. two hours. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. So he never, had, so he never got around there. to actually talking about Cuphead at all. would yeah, have been right. funnier. Um, I was quite shocked, though, because, you know, when he did talk about it, I didn't realize it was kind of a bullet hell shooter. I always thought it was some sort of cool-looking platformer, but it's not at all. Nope. 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 So there you go. Not bothered about that no more. Well, that's the thing. Is as soon as I saw it, I was like, it looks cool, but I'm not interested in playing it. So. Nope. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. 
So there you go, cool enough. Yeah. And Chinny, like, finally you. Um, I'd like to shout out um, America. Because yeah. um, uh, they liked... The, the, the good thing about America is they, they, they're they very subtle about this thing. They don't really brag about it. They don't really make a big we thing won! out of it. Yeah, um, we won! But they, they had a little bit of a conflict uh, with us where they, I don't know, re- rejected our sort of our imports and so on. And, yeah, uh, take your uh, tea and shove it. Um, but uh, I think it worked out pretty well for both parties. We're all we're yeah. all friends now, and um, I, I love the invites we get to the American World Series football <laughs> uh, yeah. they have over there. And um, I, I like the fact that they embrace soccer, so we're we're really getting on well. Uh, the old America and. Uh, England or the UK. So, uh, yes, well done to them. Yeah, and and just incidentally as well, by the way, um, as you know, I've got a Pebble Pebble watch. Uh, they've they've had special Independence Day watch faces and shit Ooh. for the last three days on the on the Pebble watch. So you can get ones with like the American flag and oh ones that have fireworks going off in the background and stuff while your watch is telling you the time and all that sort of crazy shit. So. Uh, yeah, there's no worse save. But they even had an app for the perfect barbecue. So you can sort of put what you're cooking on your barbecue and it will tell you on your watch when to flip it. It will buzz when you needed to flip your burgers and stuff. Why not just stand by the grill and flip them when they need them? I don't know, because a smartwatch can do all that shit for you, <laughs> oh, God. apparently. You don't need to even think about it anymore. Right. It'll just buzz when it's time to flip your burgers, uh-huh. apparently. I don't know. I didn't use it, incidentally, so You don't uh, question I don't know. why, Duke. That's not the thing not. you do. I'm a bad American. No. No. No, that's not. That's right. And I've got a new app on it called Aware, which is really good. So that just compiles everything in one place for you for all your sort of uh, notifications and stuff off your phone. Yeah. And it works very well. I've got to say, I've been very impressed with my Pebble. It's way, way better than my Sony smartwatch I had. I got rid of that shit. Yeah. Um, take that, yeah, Sony so smartwatch. Yeah, take that, ever. Sony. You're a shit. Yeah, um, and that's kind of about it. Yeah, so happy Independence Day, Duke. Yes, thank you. Happy. And, and, and by the way, have you, have you heard the, the painting the roof off the Dukes of Hazard car now? What are you talking that's about? That's a thing. You know, we're talking about the, um, the flag, flag on the Dukes yeah. of Hazzard. Yeah, confer- they're painting over it with a, a painting sort over of what? The flag. What? So on the, the actual car that they've got from the show. Oh. Okay. What they're happened? painting over the flag. I'm and really not bothered with, about that car. I don't yeah, know why anyone cares we about just that a car. Normal, it was a dump a normal, show from back in the day. <laughs> a normal American flag. So there you go. This so is the it's, dumbest it's, painting I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's not that yeah. good. I don't know why Fox featured this on there. I don't know because some dude painted it quickly. Uh, and and by the way, congratulations! Looks like he painted it quickly. <laughs> it's fucking shit. Exactly. Congratulations on the new. Stupid. Hot dog Independence Day eating champion who managed to eat 62 hot dogs with buns in 10 minutes. Ah, uh, and he yes, that's an important nine thing. Times, nine times reigning champion who'd never been beaten in nine years. Take that, starving uh, kids in Africa. <laughs> which is funny in so much as he ate 69 last year. So had he done what he did last year? <laughs> 69. <laughs> still, oh, hold up, something's happening. You see, you've not been looking properly. There's stuff happening at the end. Okay. He has that picture of that guy who grabbed a woman and started kissing her. Do you know, I thought that thing in the middle was a cock. All right, we're done here, I guess. I guess that's it. So, uh, people, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week. Yes, and Chinny will be in charge of the stream, so so god-awful terrible. 
and sound effects will be back. Yeah, everything will be turn. better. We'll be back at nine o'clock next week. As far as I know, yes, I think Unless I'm. I'm not. To cock everything up again. I know it's unfortunate, but sometimes, unfortunately, someone's off on holiday, so I've got to work. Unfortunately, Shoot. tomorrow. If you were, if you were, so yes, yeah, so. you quit your job. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, why don't you do do do? Why no, don't you? Don't do that. No. Oh. Why no. don't you no, 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 just no, 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 no. Set, go no. do some of this? No, put no, no, it no. in stew, 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 stew. 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 I'm I'm shutting your ass down. Why don't you? That's why don't you? Why don't you? If this is somebody's <sighs> first show, God help you all. God help you all. You see, because I can't even be asked editing in the official end and beginning tunes no. anymore. You're just, you're just a lazy bum. I, I'm no, a lazy are. bum. You are a lazy, I'm lazy bum. Uh, so there you go. That's what I do. Uh, the end. The end. This is the end. My only friend. Jesus Christ. The end. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>